here yet again uh another fantastic episode of the no i can't i don't even know where to start because there's nothing i was gonna say like i feel like it's been two weeks since we recorded this since we recorded last time but it has been a month uh but i guess that's just Hmm. speaking to my you know my month it's funny (laughs) has felt like a week i would agree it's uh it has felt like it's it's been not very long this the gap between that has felt at least not as long as Mm -hmm. typical gaps between podcasts for i don't know what particular reason just i think we all got stuff going on recently like it's alarming that it's um the middle of march already but it's also really nice that it's the middle of march already you know we're just we're sort of cruising along in a way that feels that doesn't feel like completely depressing the way last year's (laughs) cruising along (laughs) did you know oh yeah we're just i think it i think it helps a lot that it's like the end is in sight and so it's just sort of like ah we're just we're all just doing our thing. Yeah, oh, it's, it's the fine. middle of March. The roller, co- the roller coaster Fuck. was just tipping down at this point last yeah. year, and no, you know, now we're starting to park a little bit. Sure. Yeah, yeah, we're starting to slow down, and everyone's just like, I feel like everyone's just so beyond complaining or feeling bad about anything at this point. Mm-hmm. It's just like fucking whatever. To have, here we are <laughs> to have it to have it ramp up as well, at least in varying degrees, uh, with the change in weather is yes. kind of nice as well yeah. because to have the, totally. to have the sun out a little bit more that was part uh, of why it feels nice to be in march is like ah oh, the sun is shining every day yeah hopes are a little more daylight springing if you will yeah it's yeah. not yeah, freezing a little, a little it's less not boiling a little less seasonal affected disorder or whatever it is <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah can't, uh, can't, which is very real can't disagree with that it's yeah. it's uh you know despite how things are ramping up uh, everywhere else. It's still been pretty quiet <sighs> as far as the game news goes this year. I don't know. It's uh, I don't, people it's, don't want to talk about people are people don't want to talk about the games they're making. I guess. Yeah. It's, I mean, uh, I get it, right? Like a little bit trepidation. Yeah. yeah. We're in that period where I feel like so many devs are still not sure if they're going to be able to get their stuff done by uh, by the fall. Well, yeah, I have to imagine most it. companies are still not back in the office, right? Oh, no one's back in the no. office. Yeah, no, no, no. The Everyone shit. is still work from home. I saw in the, the the weekly update from Bungie last week that it was on March 11th or two days ago, mm-hmm. that, you know, which was the one year anniversary of the pandemic being declared. And they said in that update, there was like, today marks one year that we've been working from home and we still don't know when that's going to change. And I was like, wow, it's been wow. a year That's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I mean, everyone is still working from home and yeah. we'll probably be working from home until, I don't know, like September or October, you know. My wife uh, anticipates uh, just through what she's heard from her occupation that she'll be working from home perhaps until 2026. Yeah. What? Well, I mean, the government... Whoa. Government stuff and government of Canada, um, they have more or less said that if you want to work from home indefinitely, you are welcome to. Mm-hmm. Like the the government here, all the government jobs, to my knowledge, later, like mid last year, they were basically just like, we don't think it's good to have a full office anymore. And so we're going to like sort of encourage like 50% or more of the staff to just not come into the office ever again. Mm-hmm. 
2020. I've never even heard that date in my life. I know. I know. That's wild. Yeah, talk about the future. Like, yeah, and I mean, I would also like to th- imagine that that would apply to most sectors. I would hope. Like, I would hope that game devs would be like, hey, we have the infrastructure now for work from home. If you want to work from home, this just go for it mm-hmm. uh, and come in every now and then and for meetings or whatever. And uh, yeah, I think that'll that's probably part of this delay as well. You know, everyone mm-hmm. will be vaccinated by like, let's say September. Mm-hmm. And then you have to spend probably like months uh, figuring out how to go back to the old way, you know, right. and then being like, do we, you know, and deciding work from home splits and people can do what they want. And then, yeah, you have to come back and be like, oh, hello, human beings. How the are peop- you? The, and- yeah. The people who make the decision to stay home. I want, that's going to be so interesting how that impacts an, an office dynamic. It'll, it'll yeah. be really interesting how, uh, how people, how management teams in particularly deal with two different pools of people who cannot, ex- like who yeah. cannot easily communicate with one another in a, in a very, uh, provost sense. Especially well, yeah. games, you know, where games are like so creative and just like mm-hmm. driven by back and forth conversations. Uh, but the thing is, they something... at least have the option to come in if needed. You know, they right. can like yes, make a position sure. at home permanent. But if you, they yes. need to come into the office for like a meeting, etc., then they can do it like we'll one day of the week or soon. something. Precisely. Yeah. 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 But it was that was something they touched on uh, in the last episode of the Hades No Clip. They were talking, you know, it's the game's done, mm-hmm. shipped. They were talking to the devs and they were saying, you know, now we're entering the phase where we're trying to figure out what we're going to make next. And that applies to quite a few devs right now who have shipped their games, you know, mid last year are now in that phase where like, okay, what, what do we make next? And that what do we make next phase, they said, is like super, super reliant on in-person just shooting the shit, figuring it out, talking, you know, for like weeks, brainstorming. Um, and they, they, the Hades devs were saying like, we're very curious to see how that goes over Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, the, they don't know. Like they, they were neither negative or positive about it. They were just like, we have no idea if this is going to make it a lot harder and make for like a worse game out of the gate or if it's going to be the, the same or better. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, the the games industry will definitely be feeling the uh, the COVID ripples for a long time. I mean, everyone, everything will, yeah. but like games especially feel like they've been very hindered by this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I mean, it will May be. has games. May and June have games, yeah. and then we don't know anything about the fall. And I'm I think that makes sense because I I would imagine. A lot of places also don't know what they're doing this fall. Um, but it is really weird to see March. Uh, this is the first time I can ever remember March having nothing. Like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Such an opportunity month as well. Well, because um, also just like from a pure business sense, March is end of fiscal year for a lot of companies. And if nothing else, it's end of a fiscal quarter. And so everybody likes to ship something at March to boost the numbers. And there's not a single major game release this month, and it's weird. No. Yeah. yeah. Bowser's Fury was kind of Nintendo's, I guess, uh, maybe just a week back yeah, type yeah, move. I so. like, yeah. Other than that, it's been pretty. It has been pretty quiet across the board. I mean, I'm oh, sure. Yeah. I'm sure Microsoft's glad to be able to get a bunch of Game Pass games booted yeah. on there as quickly as possible before the month. They're so, probably yeah. just happy that no one else is releasing games as well. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I can't disagree with that. I mean, yeah. what the games that are out are already out. <laughs> I mean, like. But why not? 
That's all you, people can go back to right now. It's really, uh, it's really dry. Uh, you had to I can't say that I've been as bothered as someone like Joe might have been by this dry period. February, March, April. It, I have gotten lucky, quote-unquote lucky, in that I've been so, you know, Real swept up in this moving shit yeah. that I've not noticed it all that much. Um, yeah, I'm the opposite, I mean, where we're deep yes. in the last national lockdown, and I live alone, yeah. and I've got nothing to do, and DTH videos have slowed down because of lack of updates. Yeah. So, yeah. January and February no went well. I managed to find yeah. stuff to occupy myself, but it's red. It's getting rough. Even backlog <laughs> revisiting stuff is getting rough. Mm-hmm. But I played stuff. Don't worry. Yeah. I'm still chatting yeah. your ears for 45 minutes. Yeah. I did too. I I would say I did too as well. Surprisingly, what? not not like a ton of stuff, but a f- you know, Destiny? maybe 12 hours <laughs> <laughs> hey. across the last month. <laughs> it's a just to touch on like how weird the last couple of months have been and how quiet they've been. It makes me worried that about the the uh lifespan of a game like hitman 3 that is a game that was really actually quite big and quite good that came out during all this quiet time and just the the the, i think the the whale was so moving so slow that no one's gonna like remember to go back to that game in a weird way i don't know yeah but also it i think the it being quiet helped that game sell better than it probably yeah i I can't disagree with that yeah i was gonna say i feel like a lot of games that have come out recently have got more attention than they would have yeah, they look and some games might have got more attention they than they maybe deserve oh <laughs> like valheim no oh. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean oh. honestly when it comes to like five million sales maybe uh, it's yeah i yeah. love valheim yeah. but like five but like million hitman 3 i sort of get what you mean ben like i was i realized like two nights ago that hitman 3 it came out and was this year and it already feels like a million years ago and by the time we get to let's say game of the year at the end of the year december that is gonna hitman 3 is going to feel like <laughs> it came out 30 years ago because like yeah. the world will be radically different by december mm-hmm. and yeah but at the same time that game they recouped development costs like a week later because it sold well so yeah it's like yeah whatever and what I does mean, that mean for the speed of the development for the james bond game maybe it comes <laughs> a quick turnaround like maybe we're talking about them yeah. sooner than, than we think they're they're um they're like doubling their studio size for that game they're going from 200 to 400 people for wow that game, which is uh yeah interesting Great for them a lot yeah but uh yeah i know what you mean it's sort of been like oh yeah hitman 3 was that a did that come out in 2021 really <laughs> oh wow yeah <clears throat> but also hitman 3 came out in 2016 as well yeah that, yeah that's hard not it's hard to not <laughs> make, the, the, the fadeability of that game is also a little bit like has a little bit to blame because it is reliant so much on its past library but that's not yeah. necessarily a bad thing as well no um, no and they no, got that money for out of that uh i was gonna say engine i guess game format they really like oh yeah it out. yeah yeah, and every and like Hitman Three is fantastic. Did you guys you know? see uh, in response to it? Did you guys, well, I wouldn't say in response, but it's hard not to think of it. Did you guys see Outer the Outer Worlds is doing a murder mystery DLC? Oh, hmm. I think yeah, that was like they had announced that they were going to do two DLCs for that mm-hmm. game, and yeah, that's the second one. I uh, yeah. that was another game I saw. I saw that was announced. You know, some sort of murder mystery DLC yeah. or whatever <laughs> it was, and I was like, oh my god, I played through all of Outer Wa- Outer Worlds. Wow, yeah. I. That when did that come out? <laughs> like it was just like uh, I remembered. I don't remember a single thing from that game. I realized I that the other day. I was. It I was, was like two years ago, right? Yeah. Well, it was like a year and a half ago. I think it was like fall 2019. Okay. Because yeah. there's no <laughs> way. But yeah, seeing that trailer, year. I realized like I, I have 
I have no memory of, of that game, but I played the whole thing. Yeah. Well, it's only like seven hours long. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> it was like 20, 25, I think, for me, but yeah. Huh. Yeah, the Outer Worlds, man. Wow. What a snooze what fest. A snooze fest. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's almost a shame that game is going to get extra buried now that it's surrounded by better versions of itself on 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 the platforms. Anyway, it's just interesting. That game's not that game. interesting enough to put it's a shame in front of it. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> that's, that's No, what you point. say about the game is it's a shame it wasn't good like double, it should have been. Double true. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, you're absolutely right. Oh well, I mean, uh, they they made that with a pretty small team. It sounded like, and yeah. people liked well. it. So whatever. And mm. now they've got Microsoft money behind them. So I would like to think that they will make a more interesting. Uh, they'll surely make a sequel to that game as well. Uh, there was a lot of sequel set up for it, and you know maybe they'll actually make it interesting this time. But I don't know. I sort of feel like uh, we see a lot of this where it's like yeah. everybody loved this game even though they really shouldn't have. Let's just make the same thing again and everyone will love it again. Nope. And that's sort of depressing. You can't undo sales numbers. Like, like no. sales numbers <laughs> only can't go argue up, with which is the hard... Yeah, like, yeah, and you can't argue with them either. It's no. like, look how well this game sold. Why should we innovate? Yeah. <laughs> that's the plague of the industry right now, really. the number That number only goes up. Units sold <laughs> yeah. only increases. It does not go yeah. backwards. Um, Except for some games. Except it just sort of suppressed well, in cyberpunk's games, case i think yeah. it did go backwards <laughs> truly changed the industry oh my cyberpunk. god i forgot about cyberpunk i know what the hell I, that game came out i know that i was yeah i really yeah cyberpunk man what the fuck that game came out <clears throat> i played i played that whole game and liked that whole game yeah. but it also came out and i was i've like forgotten it came out yeah nuts <laughs> it's crazy yeah when nuts. i mentioned 2026 earlier it made me think uh is, will cyberpunk be done when yeah. that game is maybe, maybe. just yeah maybe yeah, yeah. they'll, they'll yeah. finally get the next gen optimized patches up to 60 frames <laughs> yeah it'll be for the ps6 yeah oh yeah. gross um <laughs> that that i will say even though i have forgotten about cyberpunk that cyberpunk scratched an itch for me that um really was like long in need of scratching which is like a fallout like experience that mm, wasn't yeah. fallout mm. and um since beating it i have kept wanting for another one of those and there aren't any mm. and um that makes me sad yeah don't don't chase that dragon you'll end up doing something stupid well, I, like a hundred mods like, in skyrim or trying to make yes, yeah. new yeah. vegas look good again I mean, I, I, I like, yeah, yeah. I, I was contemplating stupidity. I know. We've all, <laughs> we've all been say. there. We've all done it. Yeah. I encourage. But I it's, encourage it's, the chaos. It's wild that like, Skyrim and Fallout are are so popular. They've sold so many copies, and there really aren't any other games doing that thing. Yeah. Which is weird, and it's not like they're. They're not like the most ambitious or complicated video games ever made, even though people like to pretend that Fallout is like some super elaborate clockwork game and that's why it's so broken and terrible. I mean, the, out, the uh, Outer Worlds was an attempt oh, at well it. Done. Well done. Not <laughs> really. I, I don't know. that. Like, I mean more the like giant world that you wander around endlessly. Oh, well, that's like, a bit more demanding. Yeah, yeah. But like, everyone's making giant open world games, but they're all still in the Ubisoft structure. Oh, it's right, just right. surprising to me that, that well, why the hasn't Fallout Ubisoft structure... Uh, well, please, Joe. <laughs> oh, they right. hit Control-C, Control-V. They don't know how to, <laughs> yeah. you know, innovate. 
Um, <laughs> but like Cyberpunk is like kind of the first one of those games since Fallout 4, and that's weird. Yeah. It hasn't been a good that's... one since Skyrim, basically. I feel like yeah, Breath, like of, Breath I, of the Wild did a little bit of it, where it's just like an open world, a little creates stories yeah, along the yeah. way that kind of just Breath of the Wild up, is like but... sort of somewhat Skyrim, somewhat Ubisoft, and then none mm-hmm. of those at the same time. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. But also Breath of the Wild is like it's four, four yeah. years old now. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, it's it's yeah. I was just it's weird that Fallout like Bethesda still has the market to themselves, which is really a bummer. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's be honest. When there are, well, when you we'll when see. you know there are studios out there who are capable of going after that market, or like just if anyone wanted to throw a bunch of money behind just diversifying that space a bit, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. We're we're oversaturated in other like in other genres and undersaturated in other, and it's just it's yeah. just so weird when like, there's money um, on the table. I feel like Microsoft might be going for that. They have Fable. Oh, definitely. They have Avowed from Obsidian. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they want that space. They have a lot yeah. of like. RPG studios now because they also have the Wasteland team, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Obsidian, Fable. I mean, Halo is going sort of open world. You mm-hmm. know, not RPG ish, but you know, sort of in between. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, great. I would love if Microsoft started cranking out AAA fucking huge RPGs. I'd love that. Yeah, <laughs> I love this theoretical future where microsoft actually puts out video games that aren't forza and gears of war and halo <laughs> yeah for real even yeah. though they don't even put out halo games anymore because halo you know it, it, they just make forza games and occasionally <laughs> a gears game yeah <sighs> the coalition i'm, I'm yeah <laughs> i'm fascinated to see what they show this year yeah <laughs> like I microsoft fucking, and they, nintendo what are they yeah. doing yeah yeah well sony still has the space to sit up there and do whatever it wants whenever but yeah it's it's this is the year where i feel like and hello microsoft and nintendo definitely have to show their hand a bit keeping us hanging here yeah (laughs) and uh sony has the chance the space to sit up there and uh make more days gone games is that what he was gonna say Make oh. more. Yeah, my PC, oh. no, my PC can t- has done this uh, two or three times, uh, <laughs> and it's been I've been able to dodge this spe- specific circumstance occurring up until now. <laughs> anyway, it will be interesting. You're still to recording s- and everything. Oh yeah, absolutely, everything's still okay. Okay, yeah. okay, cool. Um, it will be interesting to see both uh both publishers show their hands. I don't. I really think yeah. Nintendo is in a little bit more of a dire situation. There's less promise for Nintendo right now. Yeah. Which is weird. Well, like, let's just talk about that news thing, that rumor, which is that it sounds like there's a Switch Pro or whatever Mm -hmm. coming out this year. Uh, It'll be like this fall, it seems like, is what they're they're prepping for. Mm -hmm. They're going to start manufacturing in June or July, which means October, November, uh, for shipping consoles. And uh, that would definitely explain a lot if they, well, if they are shipping a Pro and shipping games with that pro <laughs> that would yeah. explain what they've been doing for the last three years mm. basically since they sh- switched I shipped so. the switch I mm. yeah i think it would uh i think it would indicate why we saw splatoon 3 for any reason and also <laughs> why we st- it it that game in that trailer didn't look like it could run on a 
a regular Switch, kind of the way they were showing it off. So it's like... Well, I'd imagine everything that they put out will still come out on the normal Switch. Uh, Uh, I guess it would would be possible. Yeah, they're already asking devs to make two graphics resolution versions. What's on a third? (laughs) The Switch has sold so many, you know, they're not going to end of life the Switch after four years when it's just selling like hotcakes still. Yeah. but also, maybe they should end of life the Switch because man, video games don't run very good on Ooh, that yeah, thing anymore. No, that's that's did, like I'm I, I, I was gonna say, did you get through ahead. Bowser's Fury? Because wow, the frames in that game really do struggle at times. I, I played about an hour of Bowser's Fury, which we'll get to. Um, but I played it in portable mode, and that game runs at 30 FPS in portable mode. Mm. Oh, nice! A Mario game, beautiful. And it's like. What like? It, you and then, yeah, more? I've heard there are some horrible frame drops, and uh, like it runs at like 540p when it's docked, and it's just like I feel like every game that comes out now on the Switch, I, I was you know seeing those uh, Apex <laughs> oh, <laughs> performance man, numbers dude. as well, and yeah. it's like, what are we doing? Like th- this, it was good for those launch games. Those launch games ran well on the Switch. Oh, Breath of the Wild and, didn't. Uh, no. Well, it ran okay in portable mode. In portable mode. It ran at a fairly locked 30 on... But, like, yeah. Yeah, They need... They need a new Switch. Yeah. I look forward to it. Big time. I hope they make games for it as well. Mm, Not obviously exclusively, but I hope something is tied into the announcement. Anything. If if it's powerful enough that that there's enough port incentivization, I think it's kind of where I'm at. I, I can imagine why... People might be hesitant to put their games on that, unless they're going to lean more into the game streaming stuff, which they haven't necessarily been doing that outright, other than Control. And I think does Hitman do it? Was Hitman? Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I think so. Yeah, there's been a few games, like RE7, I think, as well was one of them a while ago. Yeah, yeah that's quite that's interesting. Right. But if uh, yeah, I, I hope that that a Switch Pro can incentivize more games and maybe utilize that cloud tech a lot more. They just, well, they're online, all their online shit needs an entire revamp. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, Nintendo needs to modernize. <laughs> they, yeah. They're still stuck like 15 years ago you in can, so many ways. You can hear the level of apology in the Animal Crossing online infrastructure where they're just like, we just, we gotta connect in a different way again. Real sorry about this. It's like, oh, that game is so bad about online stuff. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know. It's Nintendo, baby. They're fucking it from the start it feels like the the devs are a little bit frustrated with how outdated it is as well i would i i wouldn't be surprised yeah yeah but i'm trying to think like it what like i think it would be a bit of a hard sell to get me to get a switch pro they would need to have Mm -hmm. like some real bangers lined up yeah um yeah but also like would buy it because i am bothered by frame drops and i yeah I, i would like to replay breath of the wild but i also I, I watched Simu, someone on... Baby. <laughs> yeah, but there's something scary about emulating like a 50-hour game and just hoping that everything goes smooth for the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was watching someone replay Breath of the Wild on Twitch and I'm like, man, this game looks a bit fuzzy. Oh, it's rough, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, that was, I, I, I kind of want to replay yeah. that before 2 or whatever the second one is. And if when the second one comes out, I probably yeah. don't want to play that on the original Switch. No, they're probably yeah, going to yeah. get me. I need to be honest; they're probably going to get I, me. I was going to say I, they would probably get me as well if they can. If the rumors of like they have some sort of you know <laughs> fancy like 4K upsampling thing, yeah. Because I don't like playing the Switch in portable mode. I just don't find it comfortable at all. And yeah, I don't. Every Switch game on a big TV looks like ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're all like sub 720p, and they look terrible and it's a shame because the art in those games is always really good yeah Mm -hmm. Um, but they're just 
So if if they had some sort of you know PS4 Pro style like te- whatever they call it temporal mm-hmm. upsampling or or it's Nvidia tech inside, so maybe they have you know DLSS mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they can get their games running at a somewhat higher or visible. High, visibly higher resolution than I might be interested, but they also need to have some games for it. That is yeah. true. Uh, so, I don't know. That'll be interesting. Anything would be fucking interesting right now, dude. You're right. Anything. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, oh, man. How? So, can let's loop back a bit, because I want to know, Jameson, how you've been enjoying mm-hmm. Valheim. How have I been enjoying Valheim? Well, mm. I've only played like 16 or 17 hours of it. Mm-hmm. Um, my first hour with it was solo. And if I had just bought it on a whim and not known anything about it, like and if it didn't have a big zeitgeist around it and all that, if I had just bought it and played that hour, I would have immediately refunded it because <laughs> everything about that first hour sucked. But I was also, you know, in a bad mood. So that doesn't mm. help. Um, and then Joe and I have done a couple of sessions in Mm co-op and progressed a little bit. We like killed the second boss and, um, here's where I'm at with Valheim. I think that if I had been there when you guys had gotten into it, I would still be there with you because it's one of those games that is solid enough in co-op it's like very sort of neutral i would say and and chill and pleasant in co-op and if i had been able to have been there while you guys were discovering it and going along and having like motivations to build things and explore and doing it all with you guys i would still be playing it with you guys i think i just sort of missed the boat what you're saying is we're terrible friends and no, it's because I was away and I mean, I literally couldn't be at home for like three weeks while you were playing Valheim Yeah, uh, because of the endless showing. So, but having Joe come in and do it in co-op is like, okay, I, I get why you guys keep playing it uh, and I get why everyone's liking it mostly. Um, but Joe has also played everything and knows everything. And it's that classic problem of, you know the the expert in the game is introducing the new the game the new the friend that's new to the game to the game and it's hard to get that new person in i i feel and that applies to anything not to like give everything away no no and i yeah yeah and it's it's not a fault of you or the game it's just it's just the way it is with any game, I think. Any half of game the, like, that... the mystery is gone for half the party. Exactly. Yeah, like if you came into Astroneer and wanted to actually play through Astroneer and you did it with me, it would probably be similar where I would just be like, oh, you know, I know how to play this game. I know what the loop is and it sort of, it takes things away. And um, yeah, that's sort of where it has ended up. Mm. Um, and I, I, I don't think I'll play much more of it. I will say what is surprising to me, this is one of maybe the only time I have ever said this, um, I actually prefer playing it and enjoy playing it for myth recording. Oh, yeah, it is fun. <laughs> it's quite fun. Yeah, uh, yeah Joe was that's saying the been sheets a are quite extensive. Quite extensive. The, the, well, and, oh, also, the other part of it is like 
so I tried it solo, didn't like it. Then we did like a four hour session the next day or a couple days later. And we played normally in co-op and Joe was helping. And it was, I was like, okay, I'm learning. This is good. But then like the day after that, we did a myth session and I went into debug mode, you know, and I am a horrible cheater in video games. <laughs> and when you, when you give me the out like four hours into my experience with it, it's really hard to come back from that. Yeah. And I don't care. That's fine. I'm not bothered by that. Oh. Um, it's just the way the cookie has crumbled. And I don't think there's anything I, wrong with that, dude. I think there's multiple no. ways to approach a game with this format. Yeah. Yeah, like if you, if you want to make I, a world just for doing lucrative, crazy builds, I think that's valid. You paid for the game, and if that's what you enjoy doing, then you all, you know, I think the building system in Valheim is one of the things I don't want people to miss. Uh, I really like the adventure, combat, you know, boss fighting stuff, but that part isn't as revolutionary to me. Well, I, I don't want to call the building revolutionary, but it's it's. I would rather people uh, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, like played around with the building mechanics rather than saw. Uh, you know the world and yeah. the combat and the monsters because I really do think the building is like some of the most satisfying since Minecraft for me. Mm. Well, so part of the problem is that like I need motivation to build as well. Yeah, which is where liking the adventure mode which, helps. Exactly, and so if I had been with you, there would be that motivation. And what I've tried to just build something on my own. And I, I can't because it's like, what, why, you know? But then you said, you know, the other day you want to do uh, a, a Coliseum boss fight or, or enemy battleground fight things in. And I'm like, okay, I can go and build a battle arena for us. Yeah. And I've done that or I am, am doing that. And I've also, you know, and I'm doing it in debug mode with infinite stamina, cheat engine, you know, so that it's just like full on creative mode. Mm -hmm. Um and that's that's been fun. Like I very much enjoyed, and like I said, I very much enjoy the myth sessions. It's a surprisingly fun and funny sandbox, yeah, um, mm -hmm. in a way that you wouldn't necessarily think out of the gate. And uh, so that's fine, you know. Um, I'm enjoying those, and I look forward to more of those. And I, you know, will build stuff for that for those recordings because it's fun to do. But uh, mm. yeah, I wouldn't like. I. Just no part of it to me is super enjoyable individually. Hmm. Uh, like I don't find the exploration or traversal is f annoying. Okay. <laughs> I don't like think the combat feels good. I find the building to be extremely fiddly and annoying as well without all these creative mode things. Mm -hmm. uh, specifically like getting up high and lining things up. And, but it's the same in all building games. <clears throat> yeah, except for Minecraft and creative mode, obviously, where everything is, you know, basically... Yeah, is, I'm talking non-creative, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but... Um, I get it, you know, I get why everyone is into it, and I get... And like I said, if I had been if I, if I had been there from the beginning, I would I would be more into it, and, and would... You know, it's it would be... It's much easier for me to just sort of, like, ignore the mm. parts, the, all those parts of it, or just, like, get over those parts of it when there's... A cooperative adventure uh playing out but mm. um yeah that's i would say where i'm at with valheim i i get it but also i don't get it <laughs> <laughs> i wish there's a way you could do a dedicated server with no stamina that might be uh a... like just disable the stamina just meter disable, just disable stamina and stamina see how that yeah to in that game 
Yeah, it is, especially early on. Like, like if you if you're running to get away and you have to swim, you're fucked. Yeah, like you're yeah. like yeah. it doesn't it you're unrealistically fucked. Like, that's part of it. Is it, it's a little bit of that no man's sky problem where I just feel like they just need to dial the dial a few things back just a hair, yeah. just to make it like a little more like chill and fun. <laughs> it yeah. is uh, it is also early access. Yeah. Fuck, I just came out a month ago. I have to remember that as well. Yeah. However. However, yeah, they, yeah. Are, they are moving fast on it, and yeah, these, they even these, said they were—they're de- still debating the um, the portal or restrictions. They're still talking about it, and like really, to, yeah, because you know it's early access, and they were honest. They're like, it was a decision we made so that you actually have to go out and move yeah. around and traverse the world. But like they're saying, if like people don't like it, they're going to get rid of it. Right. It's yeah. just, it's just so, how it is. Yeah. So like I went, you know, I I wanted to build. I don't know what it was. Let's say I wanted to make a, I don't know, something. I wanted to build a boat. I think it was what it was, and I needed, you know, copper. Let's say I don't think that's actually true to build a boat, but I no, needed no, copper. You need copper nails. Okay, yes, yeah, so that's what it was. Yeah, I needed to make some nails, nails. Yeah. bronze nails. Yeah, and there was a copper deposit, and I ran to that. You know, it took five minutes, and I spent then like eight minutes mining the thing because it, you have to click six times to do one chunk out of the copper uh when you're early on mm-hmm. and like five of those chunks yielded no copper <laughs> they just oh, gave you me were, stone you, you weren't digging copper then because they... i was digging copper no no I, that never happened I, you always get copper from the chunks well uh, one thing i, I tell you right now explain is that is those copper veins they also look just like normal rocks and so no, i know just don't have copper in them no, no. I like. I was clicking on a thing that said copper ore, and like the edges of it, where the the it's really thin, were just turning to stone. I that's never happened to me in a hundred well, hours. Anyway, so I spent like twenty five minutes. You know, run, I run over there, destroy the whole thing, and, and get like five or six copper. And ha- and I'm just like, oh my god, this is so. And then I need you know way more. I need tin. And then I need to make the thing. And then I'm like, I need to chop trees down. I, oh, I have the Ichthyr power up. That was the thing. Honestly, of all the little things that annoyed me, learning that you can't just have the boss power ups just on a hot bar. You have to swap them out. It's just like, but why? Well, it's you, know? <laughs> you know, like in the game of vaults, you have to pick them yeah. up. Yeah, but the, like, but why can't you just have all of them? It, it would be more <laughs> fun if you had all of them. That's mm. my that's my thought of it. It would it'd be like Breath it, of the Wild. Well, it's about making like, you make choices. That's like the point of a lot of games. I don't know. To me, that's just <laughs> like... That That was one of those things where it's just like, this game would be immediately more fun if I didn't have to fucking run back or mil- build a portal that just, just to switch a thing to put a button. Again, it, it works better in co-op because like... Ben, exactly. I have Ixir <laughs> and Ben has a different power and we share them. Right. It's like this thought Like that it. makes sense. I just think like as a solo thing, mm. it's just not a, yeah, not Yeah, the, the game could do me. some tuning specifically for solo maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like it... Ugh, I, feel I have like, not yeah, almost felt like compelled to play it at all. <laughs> I feel like I'd get overwhelmed if I had to... If I had access to all five or like to um, two, like more than one buff and had to figure out which one i wanted to activate at a specific time especially if you could only I use one they're on like a 20 minute cooldown like. yeah but i guess if you like used one uh and for you if you burn your, i don't know there's a weird like you would burn yourself out of using one for 20 minutes if you you would have to pick and then maybe you wouldn't have access to I mean, both or, I you don't could know. do it literally just like breath of the wild where you have like when you defeat all the the uh, whatever divine beasts you get the four things, and they're on a long cooldown, and you can use any of them whenever they're up. And, right. And they and then they do their cooldown. 
and like that is that is something I feel like they could change to make for solo. And then in co-op, you have to share like it. You having to strategize around that and share those buffs in co-op is like I totally get it. That is smart and makes sense and is an interesting choice. But then in, in solo mode, it's just like I'm beating my head against a brick wall and I'm running out of stamina, so I can't even beat my head against that wall for very long. <laughs> mm, that's fair. <laughs> that's good. Uh, well, the thing is, there's just like there's no rush to get to Valheim like is it it's just come out I mean I'm never going to get to it like that's the thing who, who I, knows I've missed the boat the next thing, no. no you haven't it's not even out it's oh, an early access I, I am not going to play this game solo <laughs> because I've tried it and I like and in eight, nine, eight months or 20 months when it comes out of early access yeah like is who cares like i mean whatever it doesn't feel like excessively you know shitty and early accessy yeah. like you were right about that and then i i've missed the co-op part of it and that's it's fine i i don't care i'm indifferent oh. i i'm not bothered by it i've i've had i have had and continue to have specific fun times in valheim yeah. mm-hmm. i don't think it's uh, i don't think it's out the window either i'm excited to see how the future of the co-op in that game evolves and changes yeah go get dawson in uh, and I mean, like, I think that they might, like, like I said, I think they might add some some server settings and and really allow you to tune that game to be something fun with with small groups of people and large groups of people. So I think yeah. there's going to be opportunities to get reintroduced to that game as multiplayer. Yeah. What about a giant server with like a hundred people on it? That could be interesting. <laughs> that would run at about one FPS. I think. <laughs> well, I mean, PUBG doesn't run at one FPS. There's a hundred people on that map. Well, uh-huh. it, it used to. That's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we put like six fires down, and we were running at what thirty-five FPS. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on thirty, eighty, and nineties. <laughs> uh, but you know, whatever. Like, I, I'm not bothered. I don't care. And and no, survival no. games have never been like a major appealing thing to me either. Uh, it's just it has to be very specific mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and and friendly. That's what Astroneer is so good at. Like. That game, you know, has meters like health and and things like that. You have to, ma- but like it's not about the survival part of it. Yeah. Whereas Valheim feels very much like a survival game, at least early on. You know, uh, it's a the, pretty first, punishing know, game as well. Yeah. yeah. One of the main and, influences was Dark Souls for like the combat right. and the survival aspect. Yeah. 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 Ash- Ashenir doesn't yeah. have that immediate physical threat that uh, Valheim has no, to has, any yeah, degree. Not, no, pretty much none. Almost yeah. none. Yeah. Yeah, me and Ben just had a session in the mountains, and it it went mm-hmm. bad at one point. Let's just say it went <laughs> yeah. very bad. When we were both yeah. dead, out of frost resistance, and there was some spooky shit around where we died. And For that real. game can go from like chill to a fucking horrible nightmare very quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it really can. Um, that and like th- it was wild. Just to, on top of that, it was wild to see that thing. Uh, oh yeah, I got chased by just, a werewolf. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah, through everything. Oh, nice. It was through, fucking through everything horrendously scary. It was, it was, it was so fast. <laughs> it was nuts. And I had uh, Ben's stuff on me, and then I died, and it, and then there was a <laughs> fucking brute punching our portal to get back there. It was horrendous. But I'm a masochist, so I, I thrive on that stuff. And I yeah, and I'm not. Like, well, it depends on the game, you know. Yeah. But mostly, I'm not. Like, I, I don't, you know, I don't like FromSoft games. Yeah. Or, you know, I respect that. Mm-hmm. I, I sort of. But, like, I don't seek them out. I don't... Yeah. I think the one-two punch of No Man's Sky and Valheim solo made me just be like, I don't... I just don't need to. I shouldn't play survival games. Like they're, <laughs> yes, they're just, they're just. 
even and I'm trying to think if I have like liked an actual survival game, but I I, I feel like the genre still it. has like a lot of stuff to figure out. I feel Valheim yeah, is a the, really the, positive step towards making things less shitty. Yeah, but it's still yeah. like a, a tiny little indie thing. You but know? it's still kind of shitty, made by five people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In early access, the thing for me is I think I like survival mechanics in a other like used differently. Like I like the survival. Like, when I replay Metro Exodus, whenever that, you know, RTX update, mega update comes out, like, I, I want to play that where the survival parts of it are much more active and and punishing. You know, and I'm the one, we said, Joe, like, I want wanted Red Dead to be, you know, more survival-y. Like, I liked, um, what was it, Kingdom Come Deliverance. It mm. has a lot of survival game influence in it, where it's like, you gotta eat, and your food rots, and if you need to clean yourself, and you run out of stamina, and you can't see anything when you wear a helmet. It's like, okay, these are interesting in an, a grander context, I think, is what I like, how I like survival mechanics. You want it to be uh, on the outskirt of a game you like already, not the main core of a game. Yeah, I want it to be part of a game that I like and that I like already and that is and it adds to the sort of immersive world overall experience yeah. of the game like like in Metro like, like Red Dead like, 2 maybe to, and Red Dead yeah hmm. um, but as a just survival game it's like man I'm already trying to survive <laughs> like I don't know <laughs> for real yeah <laughs> one life look after right. but you know also like yeah. it was just such a bad time for Going, doing No Man's Sky, and then doing all my house shit, and then Valheim, and it's just like, no, 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 no. I need to just be something. I need to play something that is just like rewarding me regularly, you know, and not coins, 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 stick. It depends. Maybe you'll be in the mood for one day. Maybe you won't. Well, yeah, and I, I think it's still, I think they can. There's still the possibility, totally, for someone to find a balance that is more appealing to me. Yeah. Um. Or maybe not. I don't know. Whatever. You know. I'm very grateful that Valheim came out. Like, Jesus Christ. Without Valheim, oh my God, what would I be doing? And I totally understand, like, having now seen it. And I, you know, I saw, um, I saw, I think Daniel Dwyer tweeted a picture of his map last night. And it was like, oh my God, like that is, he's, he's done, there's so many markers on so much exploration. I'm like, okay, I get Like, it's the perfect game for right now for for a lot of people. Mm. And, and. You know, you can spend like hundreds of hours with it, and it's still giving you new things. And yeah, they perfectly timed game, and I I totally understand it. Oh yeah, they just, got very lucky. Yeah, I still think it would have done well and found its audience, but like nowhere near the amount of success it's got right now. Yeah, everyone's just so desperate for yeah. anything. Let me tell mm. you. Uh, yeah. Shall I transition Should I just... into a game I played recently? We haven't, obviously, we're not really, you know, doing that segment yet, but it's just so relevant to yeah, go. a zeitgeist formed by desperation that I yeah. think I kind of want to talk about Loop Hero. Yeah, lo- loop us in, Oh, yeah. Loop yeah. us in. I'm curious. I've heard a lot, been listening to a lot of impressions of this. I'm curious to hear yours. Yeah, so this is like, I guess, like the follow-up to Valheim when it comes to random <laughs> yeah. success. I think yeah. they've sold 500,000 copies of this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a weird one, let me tell you that. Mm. I don't quite like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. Huh. Um, okay, so I've played like 12 hours of this game. And for people who don't know, 
It is. Yeah, I have no idea what it is. It really is interesting in its design and format. It mm-hmm. is a little roguelike game, and every time you start a loop, uh, a run, you could say, uh, it creates a randomly generated loop, and there is a little geezer, your little hero, running around <laughs> the loop, and he will automatically walk, fight. Uh, yeah, that's all he does. He walks and he fights, and he will automatically use potions. You are not oh. the main character in this game. You are. Yeah. De- I... you, there is a deck building mechanic oh. where you are <laughs> making. Jesus Christ. You are choosing the environmental elements to the world, and you are building up the things that spawn the enemies, and like the forests and the mountains, which all have different right. effects and synergies depending on where they're placed on this tile world. Um, and it's kind of interesting. There's also a base building mechanic uh, which ties into how the game progresses. You do the loops, you get resources that are tied to the environment. So sometimes you do, you'll want to do a run where you're building a forest to farm wood, which will build up a thing in the base which will permanently increase the power you have. Hmm. It's, it's pretty cool in its design, but it's kind of boring, honestly. <laughs> Hmm. I so I didn't know what it was. I had just seen the like logo and I just saw Roguelite and I'm like, I know what this game is. And then I looked at clicked through the Giant Bomb Quick Look the other day and I was like, I don't know what the fuck this game is, because they were just like building paths or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, and mm-hmm. now you're explaining it, I'm like, oh, weird. It is that's a very weird structure. It <laughs> is interesting. But um I do think that this game is ugly in a way which yeah. I don't find charming like Valheim. <clears throat> gotcha. I am okay yeah, oh, with oh. low poly and like low I think bits. I said uh, last time, you know, I, I the the look for Valheim is weird and I, I get the look now. I think it does work. Uh, it, when you get the Valheim. right like lighting moment, it's like, oh. <clears throat> oh, the, I, I, yeah, the lighting is very the, good and the sort of clash of like older yeah. shitty graphics with newer lighting is good. The <laughs> only thing that is really terrible in Valheim visually is the trolls. They just look like ass. <laughs> How dare you? Agree to disagree. I think they're, they're just the, they're the so worst design beautiful. thing I've ever seen in my Be- life. They leave, <laughs> the, they, they leave marble on there for you to sculpt with, you <laughs> <laughs> I love the trolls. They're so good. Yeah, Sorry, trolls. not to interrupt no, Loop Hero here. But yeah, um, Loop Hero is not that. I do think Loop Hero is yeah. really ugly. And strangely, <clears throat> there's like little dialogue moments in the game where these caricatures, these profile pictures or whatever of characters appear. And it's like nicely drawn art. So hmm. I don't understand why the main portion of the game is so... Uh, minimalistic like and just brown yeah just like the color palette sucks and it just doesn't look good ever hmm. uh, my main problem with the game is it just doesn't give you like enough progression fast enough to make it interesting the game itself is already very lacking in player input you are a lot of time just letting your guy run around like sometimes i get up and just make a cup of coffee and let him oh just... this was the game you talked about mm-hmm. the other day yeah right? yeah i just i just mm-hmm. get up and let him do another loop because yeah. you know he's got good armor and he's killing things and I, if i don't put any more like enemy spawners down he's probably going to be fine for a loop or so mm-hmm. um mm. but like the card building deck building whatever uh, i guess yeah. just like pieces of the environment you get to put down like they it takes so long to get new ones, and they're mm. just not very impactful a lot of the time. Uh, I've, I'm 10 hours in, and I feel like I've just been doing the same shit over and over again. And I've only just got to a part which I would consider interesting in any way, mm. where I need a very specific resource called Orbs of Expansion. 
Uh, and the only way to get them is by fighting five plus enemies on one tile. And it's the first time wow. in 10 hours where I have to actually think about what I'm doing. And I actually have to like mm. think about where I'm placing spawners. And I have to make sure I'm not overwhelming and killing myself on the loop. But at the same time, making as many tiles with five enemies. And that's been like interesting. Mm-hmm. But it's the... But that's kind of been the only time I've used my brain in like ten hours, and it's so slow, and it's it just feels like the same shit every time. And I don't really understand why this is the next thing that's exploded. Uh, the reviews are overwhelmingly positive, and everyone I I'm the, I feel like I'm the only person I've seen say this game is boring because it <laughs> is is fucking boring. It is boring. Look, man, you can't trust Steam reviews anymore. Like they're useless. But everyone's just like Every game is very it. positive. I yeah. will say uh very similar to what I was saying about Wasteland 3 last podcast is it's so easy to play that I kind of yeah. keep going back to it because mm. I barely have to even think. I don't even need to transfer my keyboard onto my gaming PC. It's all on the mouse. You can pause the game at any time. <laughs> It's just like the lowest input thought mm. demanding game I've played in a long time. So it's yummy, kind yummy, of yum. nice to have one of those. Mm. I want to um, get there with Crusader Kings 3. Like that's I want to get there so bad with that game. Uh, yeah, it's just there's just not enough going on here in my <laughs> I was going to say like I I I knew you were going to talk about it and I was like it's pretty hard to sell me on a a pixely roguelite game in, in 2021 and then you said deck building and i was like okay i'm fully out now <laughs> yeah i'm definitely not trying to sell it let's just put it that yeah. way um though that yeah. being said there is a game coming out that uh i think it's got a june release date that is a deck building game that i want to play Ooh, weird. <laughs> it's called grift Griftlands. it's from clay okay. uh, mm. the made Invisible Ink and Don't Starve and you know they're they're a good studio oh, yeah. and it's a story driven deck building game. I so like, it's like I a, like deck building. I think it's fun. I think it's like a story driven RPG and so that right. I'm fine with. Again, deck building is sort of like survival mechanics. Like I can enjoy. Like I really really like Thronebreaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and the deck building and card battling was fun in that game, but it was because it had the context of a good story. And if if Griftlands has a good story, then I can probably enjoy it. When if it, I remember, what was it? Slay the Spire. I was just like, no, thanks. This is just mm. card building or deck bat, you know, card building and, and battling. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, it's okay. Yeah, this I'm looks good. interesting. Uh, this looks very <laughs> yeah, interesting, Jameson. Yeah. Oh, do you want Griff Lands or Loop Hero? Uh, well, Loop Hero does has has sounded very interesting in in the way that they they flip it on its head by having the having the playable character be completely non controlled. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, definitely that is interesting. interesting. Yeah, I, I like the thought of, you know, you're influencing the environment to increase the risk to get uh, better loot. Um, yes. And so, like, that that's that's ultimately, you are tipping the scale of the map versus your hero, which I think is really, really neat for the loop. I hear that uh, loops are supposed to be, like, so anywhere between, like, 40 minutes to an hour. Oh, Kinda, no. Like, ha- they're, they're, Hades-esque length, maybe? They're very short. They can be, like, okay. it depends, depends what you're doing. If you're going, uh, if you play a loop long enough, a boss will appear. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times you are just trying to farm resources to increase uh, your base and make yourself more powerful. And For it, sure. it's kind of like a little bit like, I guess, like Valheim, where you decide when you want to go after the boss, when you're, more, when you're powerful enough. Yeah. It seems but, that Yeah, it's just a lot of grinding and slow progression. It's a cool mm-hmm. idea. It's one of those yeah. games where I would probably come to the podcast and be like, it's cool, and then move on. 
Yeah. But the whole world doesn't seem to agree with that. They seem to think it's like the next thing. And I'm just a bit confused by it's, why it, this. It'd be dry. I out mean, there. I feel that way about just about every game yeah. that gets liked by people nowadays. I'm just like, what's wrong with you fucking people? It'd yeah. be dry out it, there. It's cool. Like, you know, you know me. I like my innovative indie ideas. I'm here to, you know, say yeah. good job, guys, for thinking of mm-hmm. something cool. But I don't know. I, I, how is this not like the nichest thing ever made? Like, you better even play the game. <laughs> hmm. it play, it's an auto. It's an idle game at times. You don't even play yeah. it. That's so people weird. are desperate, man. God, yeah. You got to make a game in the next like three weeks and put it out because we'll make a million dollars. Yeah, you thought the success of Valheim is weird. You should. If, I mean, if this game comes out in Game Pass, you should just take a look because wow, it's uh, yeah. I can uh, I I can lateral off of like uh, semi idle game slash gamer desperation. Do, it. do this like I like this tossing back yeah, and forth, sure, and not just it. like a giant just Joe speech for an hour. <laughs> so so isometri- isometric to having uh, games that are able to just pick up and put down or leave. Um, uh-huh. I've been exploring um, ga- Game Boy Advance games oh, and right, emulation right, right. over the last little while um, on my new Android device. Um, that is capable of doing these things, which is really, really great. Um, so I've been playing, I've probably played over 20 hours of, of Game Boy Advance games over the last little while. <laughs> <Nice>. Um, <laughs> and mostly in part and much gratitude to the, the flash save states, uh, like just being able to open the app and jump immediately right back into where oh, yeah. you are, no matter what game you're playing is great. Right. Like it's all very, very simple. Um, Emulation is at a cool place for a lot of those things. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll I'll say this: it's it is beautiful and frustrating learning how how much effort, but also how much neglect goes into game preservation. Uh, yeah, by fans and then by the makers themselves. Um, <laughs> yeah, and how yeah. how these older games are held hostage through lack of. Porting specifically them Nintendo games. Yes, specifically Nintendo is yeah. very is very poor and, and very uh very clearly quite toxic in how they will go about bringing their games forward. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah. But it's uh, one game that uh, I've discovered through going through uh, some game the Game Boy Advance most downloaded ROMs list, uh, which was revelatory as far as the library that that system has um any like classic console greatest game that's been out on those is all on the game boy advance like link to the past is on there the donkey kong trilogy is on there all the 2d mario games including mario world and yoshi's island are all in there like um i was blown away by how much was ported to that thing and not knowing or appreciating it back then but anyway i have been playing and have put five hours six hours into fire emblem and okay. I'm here to say that Fire Emblem is a great idle game and a great game altogether. The original Fire Emblem is really beautiful and a great strategy game uh, that is not overwhelming. I was like looking to get into a strategy game like this or turn-based, and I've been playing like some old Pokemon games and stuff like that, but I wanted to kind of take it in a different direction, try something a little bit more serious perhaps, um, because when I look at turn-based strategies of today, I'm I'm often overwhelmed Maybe just perhaps by how they're presented, um, but going back and playing uh, an RTS set in this space on a Game Boy uh, is almost more accessible. I don't feel overwhelmed by like the size or scope or the art, like the art maybe per se mm-hmm. that newer these newer turn-based strategy games or even RPGs, for example, offer. Um, so it's been great being introduced to some systems uh, 
<laughs> through Fire Emblem. I don't know. It's been really weird, but it's a I great never game. Played it. Um, I know people love the house one. It's like three houses house came it. out and was huge last year. Yeah, yeah people kept was, talking yeah, about people, that one. People were yeah. nuts about it. So it's like, um, I think I think what has served Three Houses well is just they did the Persona thing of like fleshing out the characters and making you invest in relationships um because the casts to these games are quite large um and people are people have relationships uh between each other um through that everybody has different specs like some people ride horses and shoot arrows and use swords and stuff like that on their turns or they'll uh magic users are more skilled from range they're healers and things like that it's all turn based uh on a chess style map like it's just top down right. very basic um but it's been really fun uh, and it's a nice. really great game and in the same capacity it's been great being able to like look at a map maybe not know what you need to do right then just save it put it away boot it up a couple hours later look at it again reassess it and know what you have to do next it's like having pocket sudoku in a way <laughs> but just in a completely different package um and thanks to um how easy it is to onboard people in Game Boy games. There's no mm-hmm. large, uh, like, cell. You're already trying to game on the go when you're playing on these portable systems, so they know that they don't have a lot of, well, ideally, don't have a lot of time to waste in in getting you onboarded. I think those are just things I didn't appreciate back when I was playing games on those things. It's probably uh, also not the hardest game ever made, which is what every strategy game is now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like I, every turn-based strategy game is like you get in the first encounter and you your entire squad is immediately one shot by everything. You're like, yeah. what am I doing wrong? Or like permadeath because <laughs> I'm tutorial. like, I'm worried every time I, someone dies uh, in Fire Emblem that it's going to be permadeath and I'm going to lose them forever. Cause that's just what I'm taught to learn from gaming nowadays. Is like, oh, oh yeah, well, yeah. If, yeah, people die in yeah, games well, and they're uh, gone. I'm trying to. Th- I swear there was something there. I thought I worried about the exact same thing there. I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was uh, Wasteland. Where I was like, are these people just dead now? Because in XCOM, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for uh, real. if they're they may not be dead, but they're going to be injured and unplayable for like a month of in-game time or something. But, yeah. Well, two of my characters in Wasteland apparently died. <laughs> don't know where they went. Yeah, All right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, uh, I did not play any more Wasteland Three. I want to, but you scared me off of it, Joe. <laughs> yeah, you might you might want to look into if it's just. Are you playing it on Xbox? Whatever you mean, you know, no, Game Pass. No, no, on PC. Yeah, on Game Pass PC. Oh, okay. Never, you know, I was wondering if it was just the Xbox version, or oh, I don't know. Maybe the Steam version yeah. isn't as buggy. I don't know. I doubt it. Uh, but yeah, Fire Emblem's pretty freaking good. Nice. Um, cool. Outside of that, on the Game Boy uh, Advance, which is the only emulator I have, I want to get a 3D emulator on this thing and play around with... Um, I'd like to play Link Between Worlds, which was a pretty popular yeah. Zelda yeah. game that came out I think out it did there. the first dungeon of that on my sister's DS1 family vacation, and it seemed pretty cool. Yeah, I think Dawson had it as well, and he remarked heavily on it because he loves Link to the Past, so if yeah. him really liking the Between Worlds or whatever is a pretty high claim. But... um. Yeah, because it's sort of like riffing on like, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a direct yeah, sequel. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is really and interesting. Like, yeah. I remember people. I remember listening to the podcast years ago when it came out, and it, it sounded very, very neat. Mm-hmm. Um, but just been playing some Pokemon outside of that. Um, I got uh, Minish Cap on here, Metroid Fusion. Like, this it's really interesting and very easy to to go about doing this stuff. So it would be nice that's... if they remade any of those Zelda games. You know, just an idea. 
Especially, yeah. especially when you have a you know a console that you know is on your TV, but it can also be right in your hands. Like it wow, would be perfect yeah. for those two. And is also struggling to run new games. Why don't you just bring back uh, some all, older games? All of all of play? the old two D Pokemon experiences would be like flawless on the Switch already. Like you could reintroduce people to what made Pokemon what po- people love about Pokemon in the first yeah, place. Yeah, how come they've never remade a single Pokemon? That's weird. Like oh, the, they, the brilliance, the 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 Diamond and Pearl remakes. Uh, I will say from the trailer, I th- a lot of people shit on how it looked, but I think I really like that as an interpretation of what the 2D Pokemon games were. Oh my god, modernized. that looks better than the modern ones. Yeah, are you seeing that the trailer for the the new? I haven't, I haven't seen that. What is it? They, so uh, they're doing like brilliant diamonds and like. Oh, it's like, got it. It looked better yeah. than Sword and Shield, <laughs> and it looks better than the open world project yeah, th- Artemis. That yeah, that whatever t- that game is. Oh man, that looks Jeez. rough. Yeah, pr- pr- yeah. Acrius is Pokemon Legends. Acrius uh, yeah. is going to be in a tough spot, but I I am optimistic Ooh, for the concept yeah, in this. I game. don't know about this art style. I mean, it's not tarot. It's no. yeah. At least it's like not you know one forty p like that open world game yeah, is. Well, I when, they do, that when they do when they after the open world, it's okay. So, yeah, you know, yeah. When they amazing. when they do the pull when they do the pullback and like at the actual like game motion like map exploration in the trailer like that's yeah, when it's yeah. like okay that's so, the yeah that looks solid enough yeah, yeah that looks like the 2d pokemon game so like i, I was listening to a, a podcast kind of talking about how these 3d experiences are, are kind of going to swing for the fences but they might use these like smaller scaled remakes <laughs> to kind of like sorry the just clicked on the RCS oh, yeah. trailer again <laughs> it's it's buck wild those 2d sprites and shit like just what do you like don't even like don't even show that it like, looks like we're like, like next. The week, wild thing is, like Breath of the Wild looks. I mean, it looks a little rough, but like it's got good. It's got a great art style. Yeah, and it's like this has nothing. None, none of those things. Like just like just don't show it. Like just don't show. Yeah, that. just wait another year. Like it's not going to be out this year. Like, so just wait. Pe- people are going to be whispering about your beautiful new Switch screen next week, and you want to like hype them up with this before that. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. come on. Like what are you doing anyway? Uh, uh, Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah, so it's well. So I've been go like I've been playing Pokemon Emerald, which is mm-hmm. like one of the better 2D experiences. It's like it's the one I'm least familiar with because it's the I think it's Gen three. There's red and blue, silver mm-hmm. and gold, and then uh, ruby and sapphire. And this is the yellow, like the Pokemon, like the the 1.5 version of the Pokemon game that came out for that generation. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> when my head's spinning. Yeah, when red and blue came out, they put out a yellow edition, which was kind of yeah. like the. Oh, and that's the one I know. Yeah, silver and gold came out. They put out crystal as it like the one point five version. Oh, and then, okay. Like, Do they all have so, a one point five? Yeah, uh, except for like sword and shield, but they've all oh, come wow. out up until I think black and white. They did that <laughs> third one. Okay, um, I just looked up the list of all of them and wow. Yeah, the, like, red and I've, green, blue, yellow, red and blue, gold and silver, crystal, ruby and sapphire, fire red and leaf green, yeah. emerald, diamond and pearl, platinum, heart gold and soul silver, black and white, black and Black two and white two X and Y. <laughs> they're, they're running out of colors and minerals. And then alpha, alpha <laughs> sapphire and like omega. Yeah, ruby. omega ruby and alpha sapphire. Sun and moon, ultra sun and moon. Let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee. Sword and shield, brilliant diamond, shining pearl, and then legends Arceus or Acrius or whatever. I can't believe yeah. they sell two versions of that same shitty game and just. I've never one been. I just still don't know how that works. <laughs> it's just like one yeah. exclusive Pokemon per game, I think, isn't it? Not. Uh, not even any. Well, yeah, I guess so. It's what? Fun, it's, it's funny because with the like in the first place, it wasn't it, like with the birds. Uh, in the first games, there wasn't any exclusivity. You just got a different cover of the game. Like that's all it was. Oh, um, all right, okay. But that, but Whoa. but that in silver 
uh, and gold, the legendary birds were exclusive because they were there was Lugia and OO. So if you got the silver Pokemon Silver, I think you were able to go after OO. Has anyone ever said in the Pokemon community that that is not cool? <laughs> it's, it's super not cool, especially because you you it's always like get so the po- scummy. Yeah, it's like the inverse of the one that you like buy the on the cover. Wow. It's yeah. so scummy. So like that's why I, like Crystal was good because it was like it forewent all that shit. You mm-hmm. got all you got both birds and then like access to the legendary dogs, which is also pretty cool. Anyway, I sound like like I, I feel like, like my my <laughs> my grade school bully is outside my door pounding <laughs> on the door, ready to come in and give me a noogie. Like I was more of a Yu Gi Oh kid, so yeah. So it's uh, yeah, we were too. It's, I love Yu Gi Oh too much. Yeah, Yu Gi Oh popped off. I'm try I'm still trying to find what the best way to play like a simple Yu Gi Oh video game is because I oh, would probably yeah, yeah never. I would I fuck with I've that. Ever even seen a Yu Gi Oh game outside of that? VR meme mm-hmm. clip, I, I feel, <laughs> not a Yu-Gi-Oh video game. Uh, Pot of greed, but I feel like it's not. I feel I feel like it's more accessible than I than it is than I think it is. Like I I feel like Yu-Gi-Oh yeah, isn't as complicated as it is right now, and it's probably not as exploitative. True, true. It's Maybe. probably just the same cards that they were doing. Yeah, they didn't get to ninety-two. Yeah. They didn't get to 92 billion by by treating their customers well. That's for fucking sure. Yeah. Um, I will probably do a. I downloaded the Pokemon Leaf Green too, but and I will probably do a Nuzlocke run, like I was talking about in the Discord, which is like Pokemon Permadeath. And uh, <gasps> if your no. part if your party wipes, you game over. Um, Damn. and you have to wow. you have to catch one new Pokemon per area. So it's like it's very, it's very uh high stakes. And so it's been I've been watching a a, a streamer do it. Um, and he lost a pokemon and he's like he's like i've done nuzlocke runs before not streamed and he's like it's it's an emotional experience if you like get deep in a run and yeah and you Mm -hmm. lose a pokemon deep in a run like it can be a very emotional experience so it's like it's it's watching it with the stakes is very interesting so i kind of want to give it a go myself and uh yeah i'm i'm scared i'm scared (laughs) what it's gonna do to my house but anyway um that's uh that's probably all my game boy talk which has been nice. Nice. Um, I like it. It's niche. Been playing a couple yeah. other things. Hipster. Like, yeah. Well, it's like I don't know. I, I I don't know. I'm I'm becoming a big a big a big advocate for just like trying to play games where they're available and oh man, there's nothing most, out. Making so. most. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, what are you gonna do? And, yeah, I think you said it. Um. Uh. Been playing Wreckfest. Too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um. And so I, I want to sing Wreckfest's praises um, in the way that, like, if you just spam the A button in the menus, it'll just take you to races. Like, you, like it's <laughs> it's it's exactly what you want to just, like, you want, it's exactly what you want that game to be as far as just getting into a race and smashing other cars around and yeah, racing. And I need to get it. They do a great job of separating when a race is serious or when it's a banger race or when it's a demolition derby. Like, so... Yeah, it, it it does a good job of parsing when to be an idiot and when to not be an idiot if you want to be. Is that on a Game like, Pass? Yes, okay. it's on Xbox. I don't know if it's on Game Pass PC. I'm not it's sure. It's one of those games that's been on my Steam wish list for like 20 years, and it's always just been too expensive for me to want to yeah. risk. It's always like 25 pounds, and I'm like. Ah. Whereas I bought it like when it was called Next Car Game, and it was like seven dollars in 2012 <laughs> or whatever. And I, yeah, yeah. I remember playing the demo, and it was awesome. I played the demo, and I did play like the near final version of that game i think I, I i immediately recognized those two clips when you posted them and that the physics in that game are so good yeah 
I think it is on PC Game Pass. Mm. Um, I could Getting just boot up the. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the progre- the ease of getting into races is great. I had to comment on that right away because I'd probably forget. Um, the car diversity is great. I mean, you, you start off uh, your very first race in the game is a lawnmower. Um, <laughs> it's a lawnmower demolition derby. Oh yeah. Um, in an open field, so it's like 16 versus 16, and you just drive towards each other, joust style. And, oh but my then God, I got it's just like a, it's a like a. Uh, I just raced 24 player couch race, um, yeah. a fi- on a figure eight where you yeah. where the eight intersects. Um, as as the game goes on, it increases in course chaos potential. So I just did a Grand Prix, which is th- three races on one map, which is a figure eight with a thin center. So oh, you it's crack a, right, it's like a choke point center. Yeah, really Hell, long yeah, choke yeah. point in the center. Um, so when you're, if you start to get a good advantage, you're probably gonna meet people coming back towards you the other way, and you're very likely to smash clean yep. into the like. <laughs> it's uh, I'm excited to see where the the chaos, the map chaos goes in those regards because they they do a great job of looping you back around to attack, like to end up causing mayhem. So, mm-hmm. and as the cars get faster. I'm sure the risks are going to increase. I'm only like a C class car. Like my car isn't too too crazy, but it's been fun. I, I'm really impressed with how they were able to um, intentionalize uh, strictly racing, strictly demolition, a couple of areas in between, and then how they do that with e- with each class of vehicle. It's been really yeah. Because really nice. I, I thought it was just like kind of like a burnout mess around game, but I think there is like proper serious racing in it. It's at got, times, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. It feels more. And it's got like a single, like a progress, like a campaigny sort of thing. I think, right? Like a progression. Yeah. 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 I would slot it between Forza Horizon Four and Burnout Paradise. Like that's mm, where. It, okay. That's the child it is. I like that. Where it, where it does focus on race, but there is some demolition derbies that like have a big like a big fishbowl that you all not yeah. a literal fishbowl, but it's like concrete, but you all had to manage around. Anyway, it, yeah. it's got it like have... the, the chain link fence that you can like drive up the side of. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. one of them. And yeah. does it have like server options to just play the stupid shit if you want to? So I haven't checked out multiplayer yet. Okay. That's going to be the well, thing. I think, it, I think it has like custom mode races. You can just yeah. pick whatever you want. Like in Forza, I would imagine, like in the mo- motorsport games, you can just. Like I want to race the this Nurburgring with the Porsche, and I think you can do the equivalent in Wreckfest of just like I want to put on forty vehicles in this ring of fi- and yeah. just everyone crash into each other for twenty minutes. Yeah, I think you can do that. It I has do that. Yeah, it has a resolution and performance mode as well, which is really nice. I'm just gonna say oh. that as well. I'll be I'll be interested to see if the resolution mode pairs with the um with the FPS boost because if I could just do 4K with the 60 FPS boost that the xbox is just going to do natively then like it almost makes performance mode in games obsolete um but i'll be interested to see if you could do that yeah but it's uh, yeah it's it's a really fun game i'm looking forward to playing more of it um, yeah i might follow you with that mate i might copy you it's pretty yeah, i think it's pretty it suffered for me from just being an early access for so long you know it was one of those things where it's like i said i played mm-hmm. it and then came back to isn't play it and play still more of it. early access no, no, it came out of... It hit 1.0 in, like, 2018, I think. Okay. Like, mid-2018. But at that point, it was, like, at least four years in early access. And mm-hmm. I think it just sort of, you know... Fizzled out. Fizzled mm. out, yeah. Which is which is sort of why I've... That was one of those games where I'm just like, I need to now avoid early access until the game's just done. Because I, I probably would have played, like, a lot more of that game mm-hmm. if I had just not touched it until it was done early access yeah, is just because, a yeah, consistently really annoying situation where you yeah. don't know when to jump in 
Yeah. And I think the thing with Valorant is... Uh, Valorant. I think the Valorant. thing with uh, Valheim, I'm never playing that fucking game, sure, is, yeah. like, I, I said to Ben, I'm like, I'm not going in to Valheim 2 is out because I'm, I'm over it. I'm sick of this early access bullshit yeah. and not knowing, like, when is the right time to go in. And then it's just like, we just gave it a go on a whim. I was like, all right, Ben, let's just try it. And it was one of those things, you know, it was a very close to Deep Rock Galactic where it's yeah. mostly a cohesive product and they're just wanting it to be more ambitious as time goes on. Mm-hmm. But you like, you just don't know if it's like... Because no. obviously you get the, st- the list on Steam where it's like, it has this, this, and this. But it's like, well, how good is that? And is it going to be better if I wait? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like one game that's really done it well, not to get off topic, is uh, Raft. Like all they've yeah. done is segmented the game so you can play it from beginning to end, but they're just adding new like story beats. But the game itself is still mostly the same progression-wise. And you can just save your raft and just come back and keep going when it's time. Right. But like, I don't know. Early access is just one of those things where I just, it is annoying. As someone yeah. who likes I've, I've hit games the point where plays more of them than most people, I find it yeah. annoying. Mm-hmm. I've hit the point where I'm just, I'm just waiting until it's, until it's 1.0. Like I'm yeah. just, in most, and there's a lot of games. I think we've, you know, I can't. That's where like I nine. was. There's like, and fucking yeah, nine. Happened. <laughs> And, well, and, sure. You, you know, I mean, there might be the exception every now and then, but like, like you reflect on a game like Hades, like mm. uh, Hades. Like I waited for 1.0. You know, I'm waiting for Grifflands. I'm waiting for Satisfactory. I'm waiting yeah. for Grounded. I'm waiting for mm, Grounded, um, yeah. uh, Baldur's Gate. Like, there's so many. There's a bunch of games where I'm like, I want to play all these, tear down, but I'm just gonna mm. wait until they're done. Yeah. Until, because I like you know they might do more once 1.0 hits, but 1.0 is like. A, there's a certain sort of seal of quality I, I you know, mm. that I expect from a 1.0, and I that feels like the time to jump into those games. And but yeah, it is very frustrating, and it's it's pr- probably better in the long run, like for games, because mm-hmm. they probably get a lot better due to early access. But yeah. also, I don't like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I yeah. want I want to like not know about it, and like just. The fact that there are nine games on my Steam wishlist that I could play right now and probably have a pretty good time with all of them, but I, I am not going to play them until they're done, quote-unquote, is frustrating. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. There are nine games I could be playing right now, but they're all in early access, and I don't know... That exist in this weird half-life where it's like, here, exactly. come, come, just be with the shadow of ourselves. Like, And I, it's like, is now a good time to jump in? What if I, you know... Yeah, what? there have been too many times where I've tried an early access game... And then been like, oh, that this is cool. I, I'll I'll get way into this when 1.0 hits, and then 1.0 comes and go, and I haven't never played a game again. Like, <laughs> yeah, because you've already had the initial excitement gone. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Speak, sort of frustrating. Speaking of games that Jameson fell off of when it went into 1.0, another game I'm spending a lot of time with on PC is Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. <laughs> <laughs> Please. We had our most feverish <laughs> PUBG times in the two months following 1.0. Thank you very much. Could not recall correctly since it's on like season 10 now. So it's just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's I think 1.0 hit like right in right at the end yeah. of December of launch year 2017. Yeah. And then you... Dawson and I were gods at it for January, February, and then tapered out and more or less stopped by the end of March. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you, you want to talk about uh, yeah, Big F falling off of that for sure. But, uh, I mean, and forgot too, because we were in some feverish time. Like when we, when yeah. it was hot to play, then it was hot, and then when it wasn't, it wasn't. So very easy to forget when was when. Yeah. Um, it's good solo. I think right still, now, still PUBG. <laughs> feel feel scared to play it with other people. Like part of me wants to try uh try playing it with randos, but 
I it's not as much I fear who I would get matched up with, it's who I fear I would be matched up against. Like I just don't feel like right. I don't feel like it's gonna be a good time against other teams. But so uh solos have been well, fun. Don't play it then, I'm, dude. Yeah, I won't. It's been good. Uh bots are great and I don't know, it's a lot of fun. Good game. I'm having fun. Ah. Kitten wins. <laughs> Kitten wins. <laughs> okay. Each to each their own. But uh, I miss. I do miss. Sort of miss. I miss the highs of PUBG. I, I just. I well. I just miss like having a fun multiplayer video game. Yeah. <laughs> all, I'm, all I'm saying is never say never, and hopefully we can play Overwatch soon. But uh, oh. you guys uh, are going on a path which uh, I, I would watch scared. from a distance. I'm not scared of anything. I'll play anything these days. I I I am so. I am so. You know me, dude. I'm so. I'm just so right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll be screaming at you while you're not doing a good enough job of healing me. <laughs> as you're, while you're playing Mercy, I'll be like, Bad! No, and you'll be at the back of the map being just like, oh, I'm having a great time. Been, like, a while, been a while since I've been on this map. <laughs> I think the last clip I saw of Overwatch was someone went into a match and said hi, and then someone just said kill yourself. And that's the oh, last nice. thing. I saw. And that was like a that week, sounds about right. That was about yeah. a week ago. Oh, man. Yeah, that that sounds right. Mm-hmm. That's more or less why I stopped playing that game. I don't, I don't want to be told that. No, me neither. Yeah, but you can turn chat. You can fully turn text chat oh, off. So. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that was voice chat. But well, you're a fool to not turn all those things off in 2021. Um, yeah, that game just Overwatch is the only like popular shooter that I didn't even try. I didn't even try one yeah. match of Overwatch, and I never. Overwatch will. is so good. No, oh so God. good. God, no. It's so good. It's, it's so good. good, but also, like, I don't know, you know, it I had just, its time. Ugh, and... I hate even looking at, like, the visual mess of that game in combat. It just looks awful. I don't know. I hate I you. Think, I think that's I just looking at you. Th- there's yeah. a discernible We're beauty in the chaos of that you. game. I don't know. It's all, all pretty clear to parse. <laughs> it's just, a, you know, it's a testament to where Jameson and I are as uh, capital G gamers. Yeah, sure. Whatever helps you sleep at night, boys. Uh, speaking of Jameson and I being capital G gamers, Destiny's oh. Destiny's been in a fantastic oh, wow. spot. These wow, days. I wasn't even going to bring it up. Like I the uh, the balance between Battlegrounds and the Nightfall grind, um, they really got man. What year is this, Ben? Jesus Christ! <laughs> PUBG, uh, Destiny, and Game Boy. Ben's Advance? back in the 2017 life, and yeah. I'm all for it. I'm just I'm PUBG, listen. Destiny, I'm playing. I'm playing the things I want to. I'm playing the things I want to play, and I'm just. I am. Yeah. I'm trying to find the good in things, and uh, man, yeah, Destiny's in a really fun spot to just get in and get out with. Still, how will they fuck it up? I am eager to see. <laughs> oh, they'll find a way. Even, yeah, you know, that's, six weeks. That is what I. Uh, I just anticipate. It's always fun. Finding I'm always excited it. to see what what they do next. To I do enjoy all. hearing about the roller coaster. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Seems like a good spot right now. Yeah, they are. But, it would be uh, awesome if they could keep going in a good spot for more than like six months at a time. Yeah, I wish I wish it was just all hands on deck to have crossplay done by the fall, uh, spring. But I know it's I know they said yeah, September. I just fall. Yeah, I know. But it's it is what it is. But it'll get there. Yeah, but outside of that, that's pretty much it for my games. Uh, Sarah beat Carto. Uh, she's a cool game. She's a she's a pro gamer. Um, wow. Moving on up, mate. Yep, she's she's playing she's playing games. What did you next say was next for her? Was it something Celeste? Yeah, man, that's uh, that'd oh, be interesting. Yeah. That game's quite she's, challenging. She said she wants to get into um. She did say she wants to get into Fall Guys, so I'll be glad. When oh yes, she'd love Fall Guys. <laughs> yeah, she said so. Fall it'll Guys be, is very accessible. Yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be fun too because it'll be on Xbox and PC and Switch, so we can cross play, party up together yeah. in the house and play together, which will be yeah, fun. Yeah, that'd right. be cool. Get a headset, Ben. Yeah, definitely. Want to get that new cute. Xbox One? Yeah. 
So, but no, that's pretty much it for me for games. Um, looking forward, I'm looking forward to playing more games and having more to talk about as, as time me goes too, on. Me too, man. I can't wait to play games again. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. May is going to be so good. Oh, my yes, God. Yes, May is looking... Oh, my God. May is actually going to be so awesome. When Holy shit. It's so here. good, yeah. that lineup. What What else is coming out in May? Like, I will, I've got it open, so I can read you the, my list. Yeah, re- um, May and June. May is Resident Evil 8. Right. Uh, yeah. The Mass Effect trilogy remake. Oh yeah. shit! Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same day. I'm not sure if yeah. you guys are interested, but I will be playing Subnautica Sub Zero. Oh sure, nice! Yeah. That's launching at 1.0 release. 1.0 uh, then. Then yeah. is Death Loop, which oh, looks yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah, amazing, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, whatever it happens to be, or t- however it turns out, is what I meant to say. A biomutant, which should be really interesting. Biomutant, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then June has the weird Final Fantasy VII DLC thing. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Intergrade remaster, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet. Uh, Back for Blood, the Left for Dead yeah. kind of remake thing. Yeah. And Mario Golf, let's go. Yeah, Mario. <laughs> Speed Golf looks insane. I'm I watched, actually looking so- forward to it. Yeah, since since our last podcast, I did watch the Nintendo Direct and the Pokemon that obviously that Pokemon show. But that Speed Golf looks like it could totally be like a big thing for them. Yeah, it looks interesting. Like, yeah, it looks like a great Mario Party game inside golf. I love mm-hmm. it. I'm also um, tentatively interested uh, to see what how Returnal comes turns out. That's like right at the end of April. Oh yeah, uh, that's yeah. kind of it's in that main chunk, right. isn't it? Yeah, I. I uh, it looks like it has a lot of interesting potential yeah. stuff going on. I and I cool. also found out that the guy that was like in charge of uh, a lot of the control narrative stuff is the narrative guy for Returnal. And so I'm like, yeah. oh. Returnal okay. was the game that had that sequence which looked very similar to PT during the trailer. Yes, and I was like, you, what is yeah, happening? you like find a house and yeah. Yeah, it looks I will really wait weird. to see what the reviews are like for it because I'm, you know, it's it's hard to say, and it's a full price video game. Which You're is, not gonna not play. It's it. such it's such. Well, an no, I'm gonna. I'm reliant on you and I split buying <laughs> it, Joe, because I'm not paying ninety dollars for Returnal. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Returnal. Not devs, with a name like that. Returnal. Not with a name like Returnal. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just so, it's just so interesting to have horror wrapped around that like mm-hmm. ripping fast gameplay. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'll like be very and, interesting. And yeah, the idea it. of taking that sort of what they've been doing for years of that like Resogun, you know, 2D, uh, bullet helly sort of stuff, and but applying it to a third person shooter is uh, really horror roguelite. I think. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. It's it Neat. seems like a very interesting thing, and I, I hope it turns out. Um, mm-hmm. If it doesn't, then oh well. Yeah, it's not a big <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. May is gonna be gonna be nice, oh, and so will so will June because Ratchet. Oh god, May Ratchet. is like a, it's like really diverse as well. It's like horror. It is indie yeah. survival a horror game. What a concept! Ar- new arcane game, and then whatever the hell Biomutant oh. is. And the nice thing about Biomutant is it's one of those games where I feel like no one knows if it's gonna be good, and it's in yeah. a slot where it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if it sucks. <laughs> I don't, yes. stuff if out. it's bad and I never play it, oh well. And if it's good, then that's yeah. awesome. It's it's in the position to be that surprise good game that gets like eights across the board and mm-hmm. like ac- yeah. accidentally gets on people's games of the year list this year. Like, yeah, I'd do that. I'd yeah. put that game on. I could see that game on my game of the year list. I mean, there's only seven games coming out this year, so by all means, kind of has to be one of them, right? <laughs> by default, <laughs> just put it on there now. Yeah. Uh, I have. Yeah, uh, it'd be nice. I've played one other game. 
Just one, okay. please. Yeah, please. Go for it. And you know, I have a, I... I have two really short ones to list off. No. Okay. Yeah, if one it. of them is Mario, save it for the last. It is not. Okay. Uh, I'll do one really quick one, which is Little Nightmares okay. 2. I finally oh, yeah. found to playing. Uh, Little Nightmares 2 is really, really good. Um, That's good. I would say it has the exact same positives and negatives of Little Nightmares 1. Hmm. Um, that game is still really clunky, unfortunately. Yeah, I was watching uh, you stream some of the late stuff and it was looking a little... Yeah. yeah. And it's I remember shame. being off-put by that about the first game. It just didn't feel I great. had more of a problem with the controls in the second one than the first Ow. one. Because it's more involved oh, no. gameplay-wise. Yeah. In the first game, you're mostly just running away or sneaking. And in the, first, um, in the second game, it tries to include combat and more puzzly elements, uh, which I did like. It's nice to do more than just run away from, uh, you know, monsters. Yeah. But it does highlight the clunkiness of that game. And it's a real mm. shame... Because holy shit, man, the animation, character design, and just like cinematic feel to that game is amazing. It, it's like the most next-gen feeling thing I've played, and it's got nothing to do with next-gen at all. <laughs> yeah. how, did, how did you enjoy the teacher section? I really liked it. Yeah, I, I've heard, I've seen, I think I've seen it's one great. quick clip of that section and heard that spot sounded really, really cool. She has a snaky, long, bony neck, and she like, ugh. It's, oh. The game has just some of the greatest... Like disgusting macabre design since Bloodborne. I love the people behind that game are sickos, and I'm all for it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, the it, first one. The first one was a games with gold, uh, oh, and then the second one I think the is first on one game is pass, great so. as well. Yeah. That feels like a perfect Game Pass game yes. for like when October. I feel like that will come out on Game Pass at some point, and if it does, I will definitely play it. Oh, it look. It just looks so good. Like the art yeah. and the colors. Oh, Jesus Christ! It's weird because I don't want to be mean. But half of that team feel like they are at the top of the entire industry, and the other half are just interns. <laughs> like, the, <people> <laughs> the gameplay game team. <laughs> like, the discrepancy of quality in that game is like I'm not trying to be rude, but it's weird to play a game where one part of it is like some of the best I've ever seen, and the other part is just annoying me. But you know, right. um, I will keep an eye on whatever they, those guys make because uh, most of them. <laughs> Yeah, are really onto something. Really onto something. <laughs> if they can like really get their gameplay to match the quality of the visuals, the animation, and the characters, right. like man, it would be good. And it's it's That's nice cool. to just I don't know play something in that weird horror like niche genre. It feels like I haven't played anything similar to it since Limbo. It feels like it's filling mm. in that yeah. niche which I really like in horror. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you just reminded me, Joe, of one uh, other game which we are looking forward to is the uh, uh, I don't even It Takes Two. Yeah. Take, oh yeah. The, the um, Joseph Perez game that's out in like three weeks. That looks I look forward really to playing good, that actually. with you. Yeah. yeah. I look forward to playing that with you. That'll be fun. That That'll will be, be fun. fun stream game. Yeah. Um, uh, a Way Out was like not good I but it was very it. fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, me too. It went for it, you know. No one's. Oh, you know. it sure did, and it did not make it, but it was fun. <laughs> yeah, that was like a good fun B game Shlocky, uh, yeah. and a B movie fun. Shlo- yeah, that I, I liked a way out as well, and and Brothers was excellent, obviously. But uh, yeah. yeah, it takes two looks like a good time. And my last small one before I get into like my last main game uh, was Maquette. Oh, fuck, I forgot. Yes! I, I can't wait to take a big dump on Maquette with you. <laughs> yeah. Ma- oh, oh man. my God. I did play, I did play like, 40 minutes of Maquette. Man. Holy how, shit. How, how did they done goof up the good art game? 
How did they oh, done do it? Man. Uh, in like literally every possible way, uh, except for the art is, which is good. Yeah, the art's uh, the good. Art, the art is nice. Uh, the music is good, oh. but really weirdly <laughs> no, it's placed. It's like super inappropriate for when it plays. I hate that style of music. Like uh, the indiness. Oh God, it's awful. I just hate that That's sound. Fair. Yeah. It's like the Life is Strange soundtrack, but they just play it randomly for no reason for like five minutes when you do a puzzle. It's just like, here's a, an indie rock song yeah. or something. And you're like, what? what's happening? I actually can't, Im- I can't imagine what you're talking about. I can't picture it. So I'm worried that it's exclusively the type of music I listen to. <laughs> Probably is, yeah. <laughs> uh, maquette, is, maquette is very cool in concept. Um, yes. It's like a Chinese doll dimension hopping yeah. puzzle game where like the reality you're in exists in like three sizes and you can pass objects and yourself between those realities and, mm-hmm. you know, environmental pieces will become tiny or they'll become huge. And that changes how you solve puzzles and move around. Um, and it should be good, but it's not, unfortunately. No, the, the puzzles are fucking terrible. The puzzle the design is really bad. And I haven't... Might be the worst designed puzzle game I've ever played in my yeah, life. Yeah, <laughs> I have never played a puzzle game with such bizarre puzzle solutions before. Yeah. Where they, like, set so, up rules you- and they don't use the rules they set up. They just, like... Right. This is obtuse or, or the rules are solutions. like, or there are like very clear rules that you think, and do sort of apply, but then they put arbitrary restrictions on them that yeah. like counteract them. Um, it's like they made I mean, the world first and the tech, and then they yeah. forgot about making puzzles. Right, and it it doesn't teach you well at all, and it also seems. I mean, I watched a decent. You you can speak to this better. It doesn't seem like it's like. It's not like The Witness where you're doing puzzle panels, right? Right, Like the puzzle type is the same all the way through that game in a sense. Yeah. Whereas Maquette, I, I, like, I thought it would always be moving, you know, trying to make one thing bigger or smaller or play, always playing with scale. But then there's like this crystal stuff that I, that is there randomly that has nothing to do with scale at all. Yeah. And it's just like... Well, it does a little bit, but it's just... Sometimes. That's a problem. It's <laughs> it's bizarre. It's bizarre. The two puzzles... Like, I only played 30 minutes of it before I noped the fuck out of there. Um, and, I mean, it's got, like, story stuff stapled onto it for no reason whatsoever. Um, and it's just, like, the most cloying, obnoxious, like, 20-somethings meeting each other and f- falling for each other or whatever. And it's just, like... You do a puzzle, and then you get like a four-minute-long unskippable cutscene of them Ugh. talking to each other, and they're terrible. It's Bryce Dallas Howard and her husband yeah. are the voice actors, and they're terrible. <laughs> and, and Joe, you said it. They have no chemistry at all. I know. I can't believe they're married. It's so weird. They've been married for like 18 years <laughs> in real life. Yeah, and, uh, f- 15 years. Seth Gable. Seth is yeah, Seth a, Gable. I have an and unironically... A, uh, physically cringed in real life in a long time where you oh, yeah. like curl up your shoulders come up like your teeth come out and i was yeah. doing that during the dialogue i was like physically hunched over in this cringe motion and it was agony and and they you get these like interjections constantly oh my god that's <laughs> just, gotta, gotta switch away from this <laughs> hello um <laughs> you you they it, like they just interrupt you constantly and are unskippable um and not interesting at all and then you get to the puzzles and it's like 
Oh, <laughs> won't let me do any more. You here, uh, um. Ben posted a picture of this actor's face, and I don't there, like there it. There we go. He's gone. <laughs> we can look at Dwight. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, the puzzles. So it doesn't like it doesn't teach you what the puzzles are. Yeah. Like it. If I had not seen a trailer for this game, and I only saw the like one trailer for it like six months ago, and I saw the, you know, it, I've you pick the thing up and it's small in your hands and really big behind you and smaller in the little model in front of you. If I hadn't seen that trailer, I I would probably never have figured out the first puzzle in the game because it doesn't tell you anything. Um, and then. The 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 two that really bothered me, Joe, was the key. Oh, the key! The fact that you you so the first thing you do in the game, you put a key, you pick a key up, and you put it in the door. Okay, fine. And you open the door into the puzzle world, basically. Mm. In every other video game that's ever been made, you're done with that key. Not in Maquette. You wander around for like 15 minutes. You're like, what the fuck am I doing? What am I supposed to be doing? Game? What am I doing? And then you go to a guide. And it says, backtrack and pick the key up and pull it out of the lock. Oh, let's of go. Of the door. And I'm like, oh my god. Should have remembered, idiot. They drop this random red cube in at the beginning. Right. So you think right. you have to use the, the red cube. It's the first thing you see. You never it's use the, f- the red cube, by the way. It's just there. Yeah, that's fundamental game design. You open the door. You put a big red thing right in your field of view. And you're and that's what you... So you're drawn to it and you use that to solve the puzzle. That's how every video game ever made functions yeah and this game puts a big ass red cube there that has no purpose and every single puzzle i was like is this the one that uh, do i use the red cube here i tried the red cube for every puzzle in that starting area and it never worked yeah and then you get confused. the fucking crystals oh, oh my god, god. Yeah. like i'm good at puzzle games i'm not trying to say yeah. i'm intelligent i've just played a lot of them and i know the logic yeah, you, behind them yeah. I was confused at almost every puzzle in the entire game. Me too. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it's a bad puzzle game when I had to look up almost every solution of the tutorial area. <laughs> yeah. And every solution I read it, and I was like, what the fuck? I would have literally never, ever, ever figured out that that was the solution to this puzzle because it's so obscure yeah. and illogical. And, and then that just continued. And I got to the, the, crystal area where you have to pick up a crystal and you're locked in this backyard and i'm like how do i get out of this backyard wander around for 10 minutes with a crystal in my hand don't know look it up and the walkthrough says take the crystal you're holding and tap it against the crystal that's on the wall over there and i'm like what what What? like i thought i was doing like scale puzzles why am i touching crystals together nothing taught me to do that no and then the wall dissolves and then you have to get to into this house that has like a grid in front of it that the crystal uh, like disperses the grid and then you can walk through the grid. And um, that's where the game really just says we have no sense of fun or intelligence at all with our puzzle design because it, it, it you can't... What is it, Joe? You can't... How does it work? Oh the, my the, God, yeah. So it the has grid to be doesn't in your dissolve. Hands. Right, you have to be holding it to... So you have to be holding the thing out in front of you to get through the grid. And, okay. But like the logic is you've got this miniature version in front of you. So you can drop the crystal in there and you get this really big crystal that lands right. in front of the house. You would think, oh, well, it's a giant crystal. Now that it's in front of the grid, I can walk through it. 
no, you have to be holding the thing to walk through it. And it's like, what? but why? And, it, and it's like, oh, well, we, we don't know how to design a puzzle game, so we just put this arbitrary limitation in. So, wow. Yeah. That, that's the entire... And then I got to that, and I looked up the solution for that, and I looked at your stream of that section, Joe, and I was like, no, I'm not playing anymore of this game. This is just terrible. And then, like, the last uh, solution is you're supposed to just chuck, physically chuck right. one of the crystals over a hedge. And it's like, right. Wow, I was trying to use the logic of the gates to figure out, like, how do I get both crystals... But no, you just chuck one over a hedge. And then you're yeah. oi. Because there's a it's gate a blocking you from taking the crystal out, so you assume you can't yeah. take the crystal out. You're supposed to chuck it over the thing blocking you from taking it out. Which like sure yeah. is like which is of course a very simple solution in theory. And if that but was if a, it's not informed, a solution, yeah. Yeah. right? If that was in the in the like there were seven ways you can solve it, and one of them yeah. is like sort of jank, you exactly. know. And, like that's fine. But like every puzzle seemed like there were a lot of interesting potential ways to solve it. And then they had put all these arbitrary limitations on it to stop you from doing that. And do it, you had to do it exactly yeah. their way. And their way was like aliens made a puzzle game. No, <laughs> like, yeah. no solution language whatsoever. If, like, no, nothing. Yeah, it no. feels like they made their bad solutions. And then during testing, everyone figured out better ways. And they just said no. Yeah, like and if that you try and make like the object too small, you just can't right. pick it up for some reason. It just like has an X on it. It's like you can't pick up the object. It's like what? I was gonna drop it down the chimney and it was gonna be cool. And the game's like, no, yeah, you can't pick up the really small Silly. object because, because. And yeah. that seemed like that applied all the way through to the end, like that final puzzle, Joe, where you're picking the you 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 can pick up the model of the world and move it around oh, in the larger so cool. model, and then you can put it like. You can drop it on a rock and it alters the gravity angle. And <laughs> yeah. it's like, how, it, like, I was watching that. And I'm like, that's neat. I would have never figured that out because it's so illogical <laughs> yeah. and bizarre and specific. Uh, it's, it's the first, like, real stinker that Annapurna has published, I would say. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it's, it's not good at anything except for just the pure art. The I, art say, is I nice. think the uh, sound design is cool in that game. Like when you drop yeah, a yeah. heavy object, it sounds crazy. You can oh, hear yeah. it, yeah, and it's yeah. really heavy. I bet it'd be really good but, with the uh, the headset they got. Mm -hmm. Oh man, it was like I was looking forward to it because Annapurna has been very good about picking their games, and um, and I was in the mood for a fun like sort of scale and perspective puzzly thing. And woof, it should be good. Like it's all there yeah. for them. Yeah. yeah, Jesus, man, it stunk. Yeah, it was bad. Okay. Slur Slurp one more game, right? I got one Super more game. Okay. Which is um, Persona 5 Strikers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, snap. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, Forgot about that. Pour a, drink of, pour a drink of water for that one. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, similar to Loop Hero, I'm not like that far into it. So I maybe I'll come back next, next podcast and give some more thoughts. I am on Dungeon 3. And I think there's like eight. So hmm. um, I, I really like Persona 5 Strikers. But I think the best way to describe it, I would say two steps forward, but one step back. Mm. Um, so if people don't know, Persona 5 Strikers is basically a sequel to Persona 5. And they have completely transformed the combat from being turn-based to uh, live, not live action. Um, Attack and slashy. Sort real of. time is what I'm looking for. Real time action. Oh yeah, right. Very similar yeah. to how Final Fantasy VII remake works. Mm. Um, that comparison is actually pretty accurate. I would say it's almost exactly like Final Fantasy VII remake in that I think the combat is really good, fast, energetic, and cinematic. 
but also kind of annoying at times. Um, I really like Final Fantasy VII Remake. Why is that title have to be so long? <laughs> but I definitely came away having problems with the combat system in that game, and I feel pretty similar uh, in Strikers. Strikers is good. Uh, it's really over the top and bombastic, and uh, every character kind of has like a little different thing going on, but it's not so different that you're, you're learning like eight different characters. Uh, every character will just have like a different move, or their move will do something a little different. Like Makoto will get on a fucking motorbike and start running around the uh, battlefield. And uh, what's the cat called again? Morgana. Morgana can also mm. transform into his bus in combat and run people over. Oh, like Totoro. <laughs> yeah. But there's like um, it's just like a couple of strange things where it feels like some characters can get off um, combos easier than others. And the combos themselves, are, they're the things that house or deliver the elemental attacks, which is important in Persona. That is how you trigger enemies' weaknesses and do like a big all-out attack. The whole mm. game is based around hitting enemies' weaknesses, but certain characters can do those easier than others. And I don't know if I'm just complaining too early. Like maybe each right. character gets to the same stage. But like at a minute, Arn can do her fire attacks with just triangle, triangle. And Morgana is square, 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 triangle to do his wind attacks. So it's just like the strange thing where sometimes if an enemy's only weak to wind, they're just like harder to trigger their weaknesses. And I'm getting hit during this long-winded four-button combo, and it's kind of frustrating. I'm trying to get off a combo, and I'm getting hit, but it doesn't happen if they're weak to fire. So it's just like a couple of weird imbalances between the powers in the party. But again, I'm, I'm early in the game, so maybe that will change. Um, I'm liking the story better, I think, than Persona 5. Persona 5 is quite um, melodramatic. Every character mm. is like very evil. They're like an evil <laughs> yeah. businessman. They're like a horrible sex offender. And everyone in Persona 5 Strikers is just more of an asshole. <laughs> like hmm. the first person is just a social media influencer who's like super self-obsessed. Okay. Oh, that's, okay, that's <laughs> and they're good. taking the desire of all... It's a female and she's taking like all the obsessed desires of these guys. And you're trying to free them from their obsession and buying like all her merch. And I'm not going to talk about <laughs> Twitch culture, but there's like some funny crossovers there. That's good. That's good. And okay. I don't. I don't want to spoil too much. But the third one is just like uh, actually quite similar to. Anyway, I'm not going to spoil too many of that stuff. But I like the story more in Strikers than I did in Five. Um, hmm. The weirdest part is in Strikers. It has removed the day night, uh, you know, social element mm -hmm. of the game where you choose how you spend your time. But the game is also formatted very similar. But there's this kind of gaping hole that isn't filled in Strikers, which makes for some kind of, I don't know, strange moments where in Strikers you can still explore cities and towns and you still have to leave dungeons when you run out of your magic, uh, you know, your SP. Right. But in Persona 5, when you're in a dungeon and you run out of SP, you leave and then you do the daily activities and then you go back in the dungeon. You have this cycle. Uh, but in Strikers, you just leave the dungeon... And then there's nothing to do. So you just turn around and go back in the dungeon and your SP oh, is full gosh. again. And it just feels huh. really weird. Hmm. Yeah, that's strange. If, like they're if, trying to really push you along, maybe. I don't know. It's just like you just get all your magic back if you go to a checkpoint, leave the dungeon and turn around and come back in. Hmm? And it's like, okay, it's like the same as five. It's sort of, sort of like a little hacky of a solution. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, that's Weird. what you do in Persona 5, but in Persona 5, when you leave the dungeon, you do other things. 
And his right, strikers yeah. of the town is just there as like um, vendors. You just buy items from the people in the right. town. Hmm. Uh, and there's also this extra new activity called investigation, where you walk around the town and you're just like looking for rumors on the target you are looking into. You're going to like validate that the people you're about to change their heart, you're like listening to the public and making sure they are a bad person. Um, but it's really just an annoying gameplay sequence where you're running around a town looking for the right like NPCs to talk to. And it's just like not interesting at all. And I just don't know if that's because the combat and dungeon stuff in Strikers is so much better that I'm more like bogged down and annoyed by the stuff outside of it, or if it's just a bit less thought out than five was. I'm not sure. Well, yeah, I mean, the later, the less thought out wouldn't surprise me because it's, yeah, it's not experimental the same developer. Yeah, but um, or you know, it's like a collaboration or whatever. Where it's important, I do like the game. I think the combat is much more interesting <laughs> and exciting. The story is better because, you know, the whole party, of the whole gang is they're there from the beginning right. having their yeah. banter. Um, yeah, it's just the world is still there to explore, but it just doesn't seem <laughs> yeah. like there's any use for it. Um, and another small nitpick I have is there's no way to restart boss fights. I don't know if that's the same in Persona 5, but it's just annoying when you walk into a boss and it's weak to, you know, fire and ice and you can't change your party. So... It's like, well, oh, I'm yeah. going to restart to, and yeah, equip the party you members the with... last or something. And you just have to, like, stand there and die. Yeah, which yeah. takes quite a long time in the strike because you have four people yeah. in the battlefield and it's just... Oh, right. You just, like, a, a couple of things which don't feel thought out in well, Strikers. get ready for Persona 5 Strikers Royale Edition mm. and that'll... Royal Edition. And, and that's that'll, for you, uh, mate. That'll sort out all the problems. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Oh, but oh, I like my it. God. Uh, you know, That's I like good. the story. I like I, the characters all there. I like the combat. I would yeah. rank it very closely to Final Fantasy VII Remake, where that game also has elements that I enjoy in it, such as combat and story, but it has these weird wonky moments that kind of yeah, hold it back. Yeah. I feel very similar would, about those two games. I would love if the Seven Remake Integrated Re-Release 2.0 uh, has, uh, like, loadouts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> swap. Yeah, I remember you guys saying that during your review. That really nice. Yeah. Uh, for that game and also i had a moment the other day where it's a manual save game and i don't know uh, what my ps5 did but the game had uh, been shut so i lost two hours of progress uh, probably updated while it was rest mode yeah and it's really like kind of slowed my momentum with strikers <laughs> that sucks yeah oh my you know, god especially when it's a game where i've made like decisions of mixing personas together and i've equipped yeah. party members and that's gone and i've forgotten what i did and it's that's like, oh. rough ouch yeah i'll get over it and i'll get past it uh but yeah it's good that's, i feel like that's something that they should like fix on a firmware level it's just like if you're gonna update and reboot the game while it's in rest mode save the game yeah because old like, cranky japanese developers haven't figured out autosave yet yeah i don't know yeah also like every game should just autosave every 30 seconds yeah. at this point like uh, yeah i think the x the xbox did find a way to update games while they're running like well yeah it's like it saves the state right yeah. it writes to the hard drive it creates it does that it creates a save state before it updates yeah, yeah which is gr brilliant that's what the playstation there's a lot of stuff about the <laughs> ps5 that's like they need to like improve this like just function like ui and yeah. system level yeah, stuff definitely. in the playstation yeah. where you're like Ooh. oh it, yeah it can it can play games but yeah it's just it's yeah. unfortunately the ps4 was the same thing. way though as well when it came out it, <laughs> there was a lot of stuff in there it took yeah. like a good year or two before the ps4 was yeah. uh good on a system level yeah so 
yeah, let's go. Um, I look forward to getting to Persona. I, I'm I will be playing more Persona Five once I've moved, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I, I can just be comfortable and relax more. Um, but I look forward to trying Strikers because it has like active gameplay. That that's that's been what stopped me from playing Persona over the last month. Is I've wanted stuff where my hands are, my actions per minute are high. You know, <laughs> right. yeah. I want I want to be like playing the video game. And not, it's um, uh, it's kind of demanding at times. Like you got to be on it, you got to be moving. That's cool. Enemies hit hard. That was why I said it's kind of frustrating when you're trying to get off these like square, square, square triangle and right. you're constantly interrupted. And it only happens with some characters. It's definitely not perfect. And it yeah. also does the shitty thing which Final Fantasy VII remake does, where it has this weird section where you're alone. Like, remember in FF7 where you're just yeah. Cloud? And it's like, what do you fuck off? I don't want to be just Cloud. Yeah. I did one section where I was just Joker and it sucks. And I was like, just uh, stop breaking uh, up parties in these fucking games. Just, I've made my party and I like it. Just leave them together. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I uh, I still really like it. Uh, you know, it's got problems, but I would say the same thing about Persona 5, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's cool. cool. And I'm glad to have, like, yeah. uh, a chunky thing to, like, chip away at for maybe, like, the next two months sure, or so. Yeah. Yeah, but um, fans, yeah. Of the, fans, fans of the series really like that one, so it's just it's nice to hear that they are at least continuing to satisfy uh, yeah fans, despite the fact it, that I, like I've heard Strikers is not a good entry point whatsoever, which makes sense. Oh, well, but it makes, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, 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 it's nice sequel. for them to do like a spin-off Persona game that isn't a dancing game yeah. or a fighting <laughs> yeah. game or whatever the hell they're doing and, over with Persona 4. And very much like the trot and applause out of the cast like of Persona yeah. 5 out for a game like that. I also hope it's yeah, a pattern which neat. continues where turn-based combat is just gone forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, I... I, yeah. I, I like, know, it's probably not gone. I like but, you know. strategy, turn-based strategy where you actually have to like move the characters around. That's the thing that's hard for me with persona right now is just like it's so passive to yeah. play that game it's so passive like i i you described I it almost perfectly wish... when you said like what was it chill jams to something to jams to yeah low fi 24 that's the video game yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and like you know loop hero is similar but it's just like it's, yeah. that's too lo-fi <laughs> sure yeah 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 that's but, like yeah. grunge grunge aesthetic it's like mm, but that's it for me i have been spending a lot of time base building in valheim that's where probably most of my month went i spent like 40 yeah. hours on my little solo base because i'm really enjoying wow. uh, the building in that game mm-hmm. and yeah i don't know what the hell i'm gonna do for march I'm, well, March yeah. is almost over, so... <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> like, I mean, let's be honest. I encourage <sighs> you guys, when it comes to games, keep your heart and keep your hearts open. You know what I mean? <laughs> I am, no. baby. Yeah. Roll, roll, um, roll. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. James, I have go. two things. Yeah. I have two things. Uh, wait, do I have two things? Yeah. Um, I uh, it was on sale a couple weeks ago, and I've always wanted to try one of these games uh, because I've heard they're fun and delightful. And it was Cook Serve Delicious Three. Oh, yeah. oh sorry, sorry. Let me let me read that again. Yeah, Cook Serve Delicious Three. Wait, or mark? something like that. They have an exclamation point. point cook and Serve a Delicious after. Three. No, no, it's it's <laughs> Cook Serve Delicious Three. That's yeah, what, that's, yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah, that's what you got. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Um. That game's very good. The it's very funny and is, very cute. Uh, uh, wow. I've only played about five hours because it's um, the most stressful and chaotic video game ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, but you... Cool. This looks the so good. For, <laughs> the setup for it is so funny. It's it's. So I think the first two games, you're like building your, your 
Cook Serve Delicious Empire, which is a restaurant-like empire, I believe. That's sort of like the plot of those games, even though I think gameplay-wise they're all pretty much identical. But three is a post... It takes place in a post-apocalypse after, like, the <laughs> food corporations have all had a war with each other. Nice. <laughs> and you're rescued by two, like... Uh, robots that save you from your rubble the rubble pile of the cook serve delicious tower and which was bombed by uh oh god let me just look up the um different company names because they're very funny uh delicious three uh it's like some cyberpunk law this this game yes, um okay let's see here um it's really hard to find i got the pitch on this what game the... perfectly this looks amazing um, Oh God! I wish. Anyways, so you get rescued and you you start a road trip across America uh, with a food truck, and um, you have to. I mean that that game is it's um, you have it's all just like clicking, right? You you yeah. get an order, and some you know you it depends the, <laughs> the, the the difficulty of the food changes based on how complicated it is to prepare um and so like it goes from like zero to five and a zero point food is just like you just click the three ingredients and put it in the oven and you're you're done Mm -hmm. and then like a five star is like a a hamburger where it's like i need to figure out you've got like three types of buns three types of cheeses different patty and then all the different toppings and you have to get it all right for the order individually and you have to do like 30 of those every five minutes and it's a fucking nightmare (laughs) um and yeah it's it's very funny and very cute and it's like the the personality of it is a wonderful the music is hilarious it's it's, the music for this game is like perfect for what this game is it's Mm. i it's sort of got that like splatoon like chaotic music but in a more like ear pleasing style than splatoon it really captures the manicness of what you're doing while you're playing it. Um, and there's a lot more strategy to it than I would have expected. The first few hours are pretty easy going, but you, they, each day you have different parameters that you have to fulfill. So you have to like pick the right foods to hit a certain point value with your foods. Um, so you have to mix and match like lower and higher difficulty foods to prepare. Right. And then there's also foods Two, there's two types of food stations. There's a, a hot plate station, which is like like a lasagna. You make your yeah. lasagna, you put mm. it in the oven, and it serves eight people. And you you do, you just like make it and leave it. You don't have to. It's fairly hands off. And then there's the uh, live prep station, which are individual orders that are very specific, and you have to and and you make it and ship it right there. And there is a lot more strategy than I anticipated for picking the right dishes mm. and finding the balance between hitting the parameters of points, making hot dish like hot plate dishes and prep station dishes, and being able to manage all those and pick the right dishes for each day is way more complicated <laughs> than I would have ever thought. Yeah. And man, it's fucking stressful. Like it is yeah, so dude. demanding. Cooking games um, are always horrendously stressful. Yeah, it oh, looks, yeah. It looks uh, like it looks like Cooking Mama meets like WarioWare, like just yeah, in the, just it, it in the frantic of, yeah. nature that you have to crank those orders out. There are some, and I just started to get into the part of it where they're putting like modifiers on, basically. And the one that I saw, so you have like, uh, let's say you have five hot plate stations, so you can prep, let's say five 
sets of lasagna and just leave them there for when you're ready when you get to your stop and you serve all the people um and but the this the modifier was we were en route to our destination and i was cooking away and uh the robot ladies come on and said uh we're being attacked stand by and this fucking post-apocalyptic mad max food truck pulls up outside my window with gatling guns on the side and shoots the shit out of us and destroys one of the hot plate stations for that whole day yeah and then she's like we're retaliating and then stand by for fire and then you you know it's all just in the background Mm -hmm. uh you're they shoot their their gatling guns at the other food truck oh my god that's awesome and it's so stupid it looks very good uh, like all the food is really well drawn. I'm pretty sure the whole thing is made by one guy uh, each game, or you know, with maybe a couple of contractors for art or something. But um, all the food looks really good. Mm-hmm. It, it it's like really nicely drawn food, and and they do say regularly like don't play this hungry, and it's true. It, it really yeah, I'm hungry yeah, right dangerous. now. And um, and then there's also just every food. There's probably like I don't know, uh, eighty different food items to unlock and cook. And each of them has like a four paragraph made up, really stupid history for that food. Um, that they're and they're all just so dumb and funny to read. Like one of them is the one that I can remember is uh, it's just a just a roast turkey dinner for Thanksgiving, like a North American turkey. Mm-hmm. And uh, the history for it is. Uh, Something like in in three thousand BCE, you know, a man <laughs> accidentally dropped his turkey into a a fryer and cooked this delicious turkey and ate it. And they realized turkeys are delicious to eat, but the turkeys, which are intelligent, didn't like that. And uh, the Great Turkey War started, where oh, the turkeys no. declared war on the humans. Oh, the which is why the humans war. need to pardon one every year. <laughs> And and well and it keeps going and it's like oh but the turkeys it turns out they're turkeys so they're not fucking smart and have no tactical ability so they immediately had to declare a peace treaty with the humans and the turkeys came to an alliance and offered a yearly sacrifice of turkeys to the humans and so Thanksgiving dinner every year in this universe is to celebrate the end of the turkey war of three thousand BCE <laughs> or whatever and every one of them is like that they're just so stupid um, it's good it's 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 worth uh, buying three on sale at some point and, and spending yeah. just a couple hours with it and laughing at it. Oh, yeah. it's, but it's like, it's very self, you know, it's very like knows what it's doing and is very funny and cute. And uh, I got a good kick out of it, but mm-hmm. it is dangerous because it makes you hungry and man, is it, is that, it's so stressful. It's so stressful. Mm. There's a oh game. My God. There's a game I keep my eye on called Valhalla that does that, but it's a drink mixing instead. That is oh all God, like yeah. that. So I, I want to check okay. that. You're a bar, you're a bartender in a uh, cyber future. Um, Mix it's called it's yeah. It's called it's, it's like V A one one. Anyway, it's like it's, oh, okay. it, it's called a cyberpunk bartending. And you <laughs> cyberpunk in the branding, and I was That's very fun. surprised. But yeah, uh, those types of games seem like they'd be very interesting because there'd be so much going on in front of you, but it's also crazy. in the periphery. Like, there's yeah, just, it it's like so nuts, fun. and you have to like process so many things and, <laughs> and be. And there's no like, if you put tomatoes on the hamburger when they didn't want tomatoes, you're mm-hmm. fucked. Like, you yeah. can't undo it. You can't take the tomatoes. So you have to be yeah. so precise, yeah, these but also fast. And I mean, it's like a fairly accurate, if not exaggerated. A replication of what cooking mm-hmm. in a restaurant would be it, you have to be precise and you have to be fast and you're multitasking like crazy and yep. it sucks <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yep. and yeah it, it cooks their delicious three 
good video game. I'm glad you're playing that so we can hopefully get you into a game of Overcooked. (laughs) I will never play Overcooked again. (laughs) Okay. That was the most stressful. I almost had a panic attack playing that game. No. Yeah, that's how I felt playing Cooking Simulator. Right. Oh, God. I mean, this was similar, but it was solo, so I wasn't uh, having to do it with other people, so yeah. it was less panic-inducing. Uh, <laughs> um, that was the only like new. Well, I don't. Even, I don't. I think I came October twenty twenty. October twenty twenty. Yeah. So, um, but then I have uh, over the last year, and then I read a lot of it over the last like month or so. I've been reading all the Witcher books. Oh, amazing! And I finished the saga. Last week. Wow. It's done. Reading. Pfft. I know, right? Five <laughs> books in the saga and two short stories. Seven books in the last like year and a half or so. I've unheard of. Unprecedented. We, we literally goofed like last episode or the episode prior about becoming a mm-hmm. book a book podcast. <gasps> so. I bought the f- my first book in like years recently. Oh well. my god, you freaking nerd it? nerd alert. I can't dude. remember what it's called. It was just recommended to me as oh. like something nice. It was called like the Midnight Library or something. Oh. Didn't it? I, That's I, the like, problem. Yeah, I think I, I was talking about this with Dean at some point. I was like, it's impossible to like get into books. It's right? just because so there's, there's like, 7 billion trillion books out there. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. what do I, what should I read? I don't know. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's like podcasts, uh, you, dude. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's like everything at this point, really, in a way, mm-hmm. if, if you don't keep, you have to just trust recommendations really more than, I, or, or read things that are in a subject matter or related to something that is interesting to you. You can't so just go Witcher, sh- close your eyes and just point at something. <laughs> or just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go to the library and blindfold it <laughs> yeah. and take something out. Um, but I have always wanted to read the Witcher books because, you know, I like the games, obviously, and uh, have never had any fucking clue what's going on in those video games because there's uh, seven books of lore <laughs> backstory to them that I am not privy to. Uh and Jameson just goes, so chapter I, one. Here we go, boys. So it all starts. <laughs> so it was nice to have read all of them. Uh, they're really good. They're honestly really good. All of those books are excellent. Uh, they are really well written, like just elegant prose. There's comedy. There's fucked up, horrifying nightmare shit in there. Nice. It's it's. It, the thing about the games, having now read the books, which is interesting to me, is the games, they're they're obviously their own thing. They're telling a sequel story to a saga that was very much concluded. Um, and they're obviously doing their very different writing style, which is a very modern writing style in the Witcher games, whereas the books are like, there's a lot of sort of, you know, older style English use in them. It's not quite crazy, mm. but you know setting this the tone a little bit better but the games capture the spirit of the books like what i've always liked about the games is that spirit of like mixture of this like horrible awful stuff but then there's all these really well-rounded and fascinating characters and there's like a lot of low-key moments and funny moments and it, it just balances all of those things really well in the games turns out the books are exactly like that mm-hmm. um and they're really nice to read there's a lot of uh, just really wonderful like setups and payoffs, which I always love a good setup and a payoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're executed really well in the books. And uh, some the the tragic thing with this TV show is that like the books ha- are incredibly cinematic, and they're written in a way that is almost very suited to hour long TV episodes. If you just did mm. each chapter and you just adapted it super faithfully. 
Um, and then I, I was looking at clips from the show and, oh my god, it looks like the worst thing ever made. Uh-huh. Come on now. Uh, which is fine. But um, So yeah, I finished the books and was sad because it was a year of reading the Witcher books. <laughs> and, uh, and also the ending of that last book is like kind of a downer. Wow. Uh, well, sort of, sort of. But, um, and then I, I, so I decided to start replaying The Witcher 2 for the first time in, well, I don't know. I don't know when I last, I definitely have played through that game like twice because it has that split, you know, in the middle where you get completely different second halves of that game. Mm. So I probably, I don't know if I played through it before The Witcher 3 came out, but it's been like, you know, six years at least since I played that game. And it was, I, I, I got some mods installed for it, cleaned mm. it up a little bit, made it a little more friendly because that game, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, and Looks like Valheim. I have, I have just sort of started re, uh, replaying that in the last couple of days. So I'm only like eight hours into it. But I, is, I have to say, it's really cool and fun to now be playing that game with all the context from the books because it's wild how much stuff uh, you pick up on uh, now with all that knowledge. Mm-hmm. And it's very refreshing and very fun uh, to see it all. And that game is still really quite good. Uh, that's also been surprising. I'm surprised at how well it holds up. It's 11 years or 10 years old this May. And um, like the, the combat is not <laughs> great. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. It's also still like impenetrable even though this game has an it's the enhanced edition and i i know this game like i've played it Mm. and it's still i have never been able to play through the opening hours of this game not on easy because it's so fucking difficult and hard Mm. to get into um and they don't explain anything to you and the combat the combat is just like a classic case of like it just doesn't have that nebulous good game feel yeah like it's there's a lot of interesting ideas in the combat like you can there's one thing where you, if you're, it's sort of got like a move set, like in button combos, but they're all hidden, right? That you can't just like look up a move, a move list, right? Um, but like, there's one thing that stands out to me as an interesting. If you're fighting someone in front of you, you can do like a little flick of the stick, flick the stick back, and hit the attack button, and Geralt will just like turn his sword around and stab behind him at to the guy attacking you without turning around mm. and there's stuff like that in the combat which is like that's an interesting thing that's that's like not something you see in games very often where you can attack behind you without turning around or losing your forward momentum uh and it's like that's something you know a human would be able to do that in sword fighting but it's hard to translate to games uh mm. so th- th- there's interesting things there in the combat but it is it is a little rough um and it is also making me appreciate how many things they improved for The Witcher 3. That's because, oh my god. I, I Let me tell you, if you think The Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk have bad inventory and menus, huh. play The Witcher 2 because it is fucked up. Probably pretty hard to parse. It is, it is rough. Like, every time I open the inventory menu, I have no idea what I'm looking at or I where I my cursor it, is. I remember it, actually. Yeah, it's, it it's, it's rough. Uh, but yeah, that game... Um, is holding up really, really well. Like all the writing and voice acting and story stuff is great. And it's fascinating to play it now with the lore of the books. Yeah. And uh, anyone that likes those games should read the mm. books because the books are 
really 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 bloody good uh and it was fun to read uh and and read something that you know you don't have to it was fun to read a long series in a world that you're already familiar with and then now that's feeding back into the game so mm, yeah um, I, yeah great work finding something that would like that breathes new life into something that you already love and yeah and, and is going to enhance it in the future right and it's it's the it's nice to like something that has so much stuff so much material to consume and so much of it is good right it's yeah, not it's like crazy to think about really like yeah it's not like you know if you really like star wars right there's like uh, this is good and, and this thing over here is good with the witcher it's like i really like these games and then i read all these books and actually there's still one more book of short stories that just came out a couple of years ago that i could read as well still going down um cool and it's like it's just nice to have to like something and have it all be good, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not like Mass for Effect now. or uh, for now. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, whatever. I mean, everything dies. Who yeah. knows what The Witcher Four will even be at this point? Like, you know, got to get bad feels, at some point. That's the only thing I've learned so in my life. Away. Everything yeah. goes yeah. bad. Probably, and I mean, the TV <laughs> show sure is bad, but like. It's just adapting the books. It's not doing anything new, and I don't care. It's I'm not offended yeah. by how shit everything about that show looks. Um, yeah, it's 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 nice, and I, I can't wait to see what their next gen Witcher three ray tracing update is yeah. like. Because it'll be very fun to eventually replay the Witcher three with that update and the book knowledge. It'll it'll be a, a make for I think probably a very like super refreshing view of a game that i know quite well um yeah so yeah that was it uh, the, getting into the witcher 2 again uh you know i've been in the mood for a, a, a story heavy game that i can actually play which is not what persona offers right now <laughs> persona is just i sit there and click x yes yeah, 700 <laughs> hours it does have a good story but i wouldn't call it a story game well you know i mean yeah. it's it's a single player story game but yeah. it is it is yeah I get you. Witcher is like, it's an RPG, and I'm moving my character around all the time. Yeah. That's yeah, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's it. You know, I, I don't know. There are a lot of things I would like to be playing. I feel like I'm waiting for a lot of things for games. Mm. Like I'm, like I said, uh, there's a lot of early access things, and then there's a lot of just updates for games that I have had on my replay list for a while that I would like to replay, but I'm just waiting for it. It's like mm. the Metro update. Mm. Okay. I was going to replay Metro. No, they're doing an update for it. I want to, I still have, you know, I look forward to replaying doom eternal and I, cause of those, that DLC. first DLC I didn't play and the second DLC, but I'm waiting for the second DLC to come out. And it's like, and then I was thinking the, the halo infinite stuff got me thinking like, Oh, I should, poke at some halo games again those campaigns are always nice every now and then but and then i read they're updating you know there's a halo master chief collection update coming out in the next month that's gonna fix some of the control binding issues and it's like (laughs) it's like all these games are just like oh i'd like to play this but nothing's ever really done exactly it's fucking infuriating (laughs) can't even replay the witcher 3 man because because they're updating (laughs) it again Those the bastards. The only um, games of the games long out. You know what games? You know what game? <laughs> singular isn't getting updated anymore. <laughs> oh God! Here he goes. He he. he you ready he, for this? Couldn't you avoid like that? it. Couldn't avoid it. 
Go ahead. They killed. They killed Anthem. <laughs> they did kill Anthem. They finally killed Anthem. I can't everybody, believe they killed Man. Anthem. We were trying to figure out if there was any other news we wanted to talk about, and I just wanted to mention. I just wanted to make fun of Anthem one last time because they finally killed Anthem, oh. and uh, when they did that, I went back and like reminded myself of how much of a mess Anthem was, and wow, yeah, wow. What a disaster. That was the what epitome of like the Jeremy Clarkson. Oh no. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, wow. What a wild failure. journey. Yeah. Yep. An extraordinary failure. A, com- uh, a complete act of hubris by the gaming industry yet again. Thinking an unmitigated that, disaster. Thinking it that they know was. what people watch. It's just like... I feel like there's a lot of hyperbole in video games about what is a dead game and what's like a disaster. And then Anthem is like past that. It can't even be exaggerated about how bad that went. Yeah. And like I had forgotten that they, the end of that game is a direct teaser for their next piece of content. Mm. They're like, we discovered a new alien race. We should go figure it out. And they their roadmap had, which was supposed to begin like two months after release, it had named story chapters. It was Act One, you know, the discovery of whatever or something like it had some fancy name. And they had, and it's like none of that happened. It didn't even get updated. That's crazy. It didn't get anything. And the fact that it was February, two years after release, and they were having a meeting to decide if they should begin <laughs> development of an update is oh so God. fucking crazy. They spent two years trying to decide if and how they should update Anthem and then what decided not to. It's They had a team of 30 people working for almost two years and then they were like, okay, EA, we're ready. We have our plan. We're going to need to triple in size and we're going to need another year or more and a lot of money to do this. And it's like, and then EA rightfully was like, how about no? <laughs> how about we just put this whole thing oh, back? I do think, and we touched on this last time, I do think part of it is they they got all that positive Mass Effect feedback and they're like, let's just do Mass Effect. Fuck Anthem. Let's uh, just do yeah. I will not forget. No one will. No one. No, will. everyone has forgotten already. A lot mm. of people have already forgotten, and we said this last time. Everyone is like, "Oh, Mass Effect! Oh, I can't wait!" No, <laughs> I will not forget Andromeda and Anthem when Dragon Age comes out, and when Mass Effect Four comes out. I will be there, and I will say, "This is bad." <laughs> Just like Anthem and Andromeda, you fools shouldn't be surprised. We're oh God! We're and then there was that story about Dragon Age Four. They were like, oh, they finally got permission to ditch the live service oh aspects of Dragon God, Age 4. Yeah. And it's and everyone's like, woohoo, that's amazing. And it's like, they've been making this game for three years. Yeah. And and like and half of Bioware wanted it to be a live service game. That's yeah. insane. What and and now they won? are like, oh God, it's they're such a disaster. Bioware is so depressing. Yeah. Um but the death of Anthem really was just, it's the perfect ending in a, in, and it's just staggering, a staggering disaster. Yeah. I cannot believe how much of a Record fucking breaking. disaster that. Extraordinary. You can't even write that shit, man. No. Like, if you had Anyways, asked me for the worst case scenario, I couldn't have been that creative. No. And you, oh man, like, 
I don't think people were like there was so much for so long after Anthem came out. You know, people discovered like the starting weapon was actually the most powerful weapon in the game because all of the stat scaling and level scaling was non-functional yeah. in that game. And then there was like a loop loot discovered and that was like giving you good loot and then they patched it and then they banned um Glad, the Destiny 2 streamer, for doing that loop grinding loot. They banned him from the game for a while. There's no like, PvP oh in the game, right? So it was just... No, there's no PvP at all. It's all co-op oh or single player. There were so many things with that game where you're just like, this is unbelievable. And <laughs> can I, can I, Let me remind you of something else. It came, <laughs> yeah. came out February 22nd. Yeah. The sales target was 6 million by the end of March. Ooh. They had to sell a million copies a week. That was their uh-huh. sales More. goal. That's six they built million. they they built the game around selling 6 million copies in the first yeah. 6 weeks. You know what's crazy as well? Like people like to say, "Oh, it was all EA's fault." But then like remember also the Schreier article which clearly said uh like Bioware couldn't decide if the the flying should be in the game and it wasn't in the game. And then the EA executive came over and played it and was like, this is terrible. And then he came back three weeks later to play another build and the flying was in. He was like, that's amazing. Keep the flying in. And it's like, they couldn't even decide if they wanted the, the flying to be in the game. And the flying is literally the only thing in that game that doesn't feel terrible. Yeah. Uh, they're just, it's, oh, it's so depressing, man. But it is also hilarious how much of a fucking shit show it is. Um, so yeah, they finally killed it two years later. I, uh, can't believe there were still people thinking that game was going to come out. Um, yeah, well, if I had known it was still being brainstormed, then <laughs> I would never have thought in a million years. Yeah. I thought they would have been making stuff. Yeah, it's, I, Insane. I have no hope. I have no hope for the future of Mass Effect or Dragon Age, and I even expect them to fuck up the legendary re-release of Mass Effect next month. So <laughs> I really like, hope I, not. I completely dude. expect there to be something with that thing where they're just—it's just a shit show. They'll have found a way because they are so incompetent now. It's staggering. Um, I would love to be wrong. I would love so much to be completely wrong and for Dragon Age and Mass Effect to come back and be good, but. Woo boy. Anthem, man. Oh my god. Yeah, what a thing. Oh. Every now and then I'll just wake up and be like, wow, Anthem. That'll be me for like years. I'll just be like, oh my god, Anthem. You make something bad that doesn't go well, and then you think, well, it could be worse. Could have been Anthem. (laughs) (laughs) And it'll never be talked about again until next year when they shut the servers down, and then that will be the last time Anthem is spoken of or thought about by any human on Mm -hmm. Earth. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's... So be it, I guess. Uh, it's for the best. It'll redeem them completely. What a crazy, crazy thing. Yeah. Video games. Oh, video games. They just keep on happening, don't they? They, just keep they certainly, certainly keep things entertaining, that's for sure. Uh, it is unpredictable, that's for sure. Yeah. I reckon this... I reckon this time next because well, so, I like this podcast because now I, I do feel mm-hmm. like I can relinquish myself to play new games once we get this opportunity to purge ourselves of the sins we've carried to this point. <laughs> we're, okay. We're, we are able then to be born anew um, right. and to take on new experiences. So I am interested to see what we what we collectively bring to to the next podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, I yeah, I would. I will say that by the time we do the next podcast in, you know, let's say April 13th, for example. Um, a month from today, 
I doubt I will have played much of anything because in two weeks I'll be moving and mm. then I'll be homeless for a week and then like mm. with literally nothing to do and then I'll then I'll be moving again. So yeah, it, hopefully, I guess I'll we'll, Joe and I'll have played through that Joseph Perez game at some point at the yeah. beginning of April. Yeah. Um, Sounds to me, Jameson, like there's never been a better time for mobile gaming. Ah. Uh, <laughs> But no, that's okay. Well, I'm saying I do have some... my Switch, I suppose, but like I got my Mario fill. You know, I played a lot of Odyssey, and that game's still amazing. I played an hour of Bowser's Fury, Fury and I was like, I'll back just in, keep going back into Hades, baby. I'll just keep Hades. playing Odyssey instead of Bowser's Fury. Yeah, Odyssey was a <laughs> mistake, man. You're never going back to that now. Yeah, yeah Bowser's Fury. It's all right. Ah, it's, it's not bad. I don't know. It's fi- it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's cute. The the the. the the fact that you have to like leave the area to refresh to get the next star to spawn to get it is like it's clunky. trash. It's really weird and clunky, yeah. Anyways, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I'll play. Maybe I'll just find another book to read. <laughs> wow, things oh, are desperate. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're trying yeah. to tell you that it's okay to play bad or any game that exists and just go take it. You Why? don't have to read books. You don't have to. You don't have to read books, man. You don't have to Why read books. Why would I books? play bad games? Books are a game that's not moving. Like, what are you doing? Ugh. Why would I? Books are a game that is good and because they, they don't actually exist. That's why. Books aren't real. Books, Books aren't real. real. It's just ink. It's just ink on trees, dude. What are we doing? It's true. What? But uh. also, what are you doing playing bad video games? I mean, let's. Go I on. don't. I never played one. I no. I have choices. Oh. I love choices. I love. Except I live for Maquette so and Loop peacefully. Hero. Whoops. <laughs> like Poop Hero. Only two bad games this month, Joe. That's not bad. Not bad. Okay, yeah. I will top it next time. Oh, good. I'm going to go order pizza, lads. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't eaten, and it's almost 2 o'clock. My wife ate so. the last... My, my wife ate the last of the chicken pot pie, and I'm, I'm, I'm still oh, trying to get over it. I'm still trying to get over it. That's a day ruiner right there. So.